friends, real talk here. Have you wondered what a fart like is, but were too afraid to ask? Or too afraid to type it into a search engine because you fear the authorities showing up at your house? Well, I'm here to assuage some of your worries. Fart like is simply a Swedish word meaning speed play. And speed play is something that we do when we train as runners. And it's one of the many workouts that you'll receive or get guided on if you work with the Quentin R. Running Company, who's the sponsor for today's episode. So check us out at qrunningco.com. That's qrunningco.com. And learn more about the different things that we can offer runners, whether you're brand new to the sport or a veteran, on what we can do to help you become a faster, more efficient, more happy runner. Friends of the Lane One podcast, nut jobs, runners, endurance geeks, everyone. Welcome back. New episode. In this episode, we speak with Libby Bigelow, and she is an Olympic marathon trials qualifier. And it was a great story of how Libby and I connected um, after the trials last year, right after twenty, the 2020 trials and just before everything shut down. We uh, made our the trip up to Atlanta to watch the trials along with the entire city of Atlanta and all the other running geeks out there. And I put a post up afterwards saying, hey, we had a great time, threw up some video, some pictures, just celebrating the, the achievement that, um, that we had just witnessed and uh, a connection that I have on social media. Another friend made the comment that, hey, a friend of mine ran in the trials and I'm thinking, let's, let's stop for a second here. You've got a friend that ran in the trials and I'm just now hearing about this. So we reached out to Libby and uh, invited her to come on to the onto the podcast and talk about her experience, not only her history as a runner, how she got into it, and uh, the very humble her humble beginnings out in Michigan, but you know, coming into running, coming into her own running identity, and then finally deciding that you know she she had what it what it takes to to qualify for the trials and uh, so it's a great conversation and we cover a lot of ground it's if you got a long run coming up i i i say save it because we we went for about um two hours and 30 some odd minutes which you know call it uh foreshadowing but uh it is what she's now kind of shooting for in terms of her 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 marathon time so I uh, hope you guys enjoy the conversation and just a couple more things before we um, we jump into it. I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported the uh, Vidalia Onion Run. We had that run back in April 24th. It was one of our first live events with with real people and you know it was uh, we we had to deal with a little rain but uh, in some cultures when you're when you're rained on, that means it's a sign of good luck and you're being blessed. And so we were just happy to be out there and have a good, we had a great turnout, probably would have had a better turnout had the, had the weather not been uh, rainy and 
um, I'm kind of gloomy, but uh, that didn't take away from the energy and the spirit of the event. Here locally, we've got the uh, Sunshine Festival coming up July 4th. And I'm really excited that uh, the fall, many of the races that we support and that we help to organize are, are back online and will be in-person events and we'll have more information regarding those events as we get closer. But I uh, just wanted to share that with folks so that you can start your training, get out there, start pounding the pavement and uh, get, you know, start, start pushing those miles and, and get race ready because races are back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so, so yeah, great. Let's get out there. Let's get, keep running and um, yeah, let's go for a run. yeah it's been it's been a, a year since the trials so right. um so it was, sure it was, it, I, was, I was surprised in that sense because i was like i didn't you know people aren't gonna want to talk about it anymore <laughs> are you kidding so i was excited <laughs> because uh for me it's still a really big deal so as it should be yeah <laughs> so so since we're so so what i want what, what i'm hoping to do is is you know, time travel back a little bit, learn about, okay. you know, just how you got into the sport. I did a little bit of research, so I'm going to, I'm going to come at you with, with a few questions, uh, oh, okay. but, but the first thing, <laughs> but, but the first thing I want to do is I was looking at my, a picture that I took. This was maybe a mile in, it might've been three quarters of a mile in to the trials. And okay. I, let me see, I don't know if, can you see that? Can you? Yeah. I Which one it. are you? Which one are you? <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm probably to you're probably not on your screen. I'm in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in the picture. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it was such an electric day, and and I and I and I want to hear your perspective on that, and just just share that because one of the fascinating things about those trials, the, the the trials in general, just the fact that you know these fantastic athletes are vying for a position on the Olympic team. The cool thing about that is, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, there were 300, almost 400 women that qualified that, that met the qualifying standard, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was actually around 500 met the standard. Uh, it was like five, low 500s, like maybe oh, okay. 518. So I, a lot of people met it, but then I think on race day, gotcha. I think it was more like upper 300s, 400 that, that actually, actually ran came and ran it. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. For probably various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, pregnancy certainly wasn't the, uh, a stopping point for one of the runners. I remember no. seeing the, no. uh, and, I, and I can't, and her name is escaping me, but you know, it was, it, I don't know. It was just a fantastic day. It was, it was, it was. Nice. and I can't imagine what it was like for you, but before we get to that, <laughs> before okay. we get there, we got to build up the tension to our, to my two listeners. Um, okay. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm thinking Amanda will listen. So that'll be three. <laughs> Perfect. I'm kidding. Hey, Amanda. I have a, I have a, yeah, there you go. I have a few more, more listeners than that, but, um, do, now do you prefer Libby or what do you, what do you want me to call you? 
Libby works. That's okay. I would say that's probably what most people call me. My okay. mom would prefer Elizabeth, okay. but my great grandpa <laughs> won on that one. <laughs> he called me Libby and it kind of stuck. So sorry, mom. You lost. <laughs> I'll try to use both. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. Where where did you grow up? I know we're 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 fellow Midwesterners. So where did you grow yes. up? Yes. Uh, I grew up across Lake Michigan from you. You grew up okay. in Wisconsin. And then I grew up in a small town called Whitehall. Okay. It's right on the lake and great place to spend the summers, right. hard winters, but, <laughs> um, that's where I kind of grew up and moved around after college, but that's my hometown. Those are the roots. Yeah. And <laughs> so, what, the roots. so, so I know from just reading some of the articles and some of the background, I was able to find your dad is a runner. Yes. Okay. Yeah. My dad's a runner. Um, he doesn't run as much anymore, but that I would say that's kind of how I started. He would go for runs and off, not always, he never like made me, but I would often ride my <laughs> bike with him and he'd run, I'd bike and we'd go on different routes and some days were better than others. I remember getting really mad at him one time because we went on these trails behind the house and it was okay. sandy and he was running and I was biking and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> and he's like, yes, you can. I got over it. Now that I go back, it seems like a really short period of sand. But when you're in fifth grade, it seemed really long. It like might as well riding. have been in a hundred miles, right? Exactly. Right. I should, it's like an ultra. <laughs> so that's how it started. And, um, did he run? Did he grow up running high school, like cross country no, track or at the collegiate level? He was actually a wrestler. Oh. And so he wrestled at Taylor University and um, probably got a complex about <laughs> losing weight. And so as he got older, he's pretty competitive. And so was my mom, actually. And so as he got older, it was something that he could get into and sure. still be competitive and get better at it. And so that's kind of how he started. How he started. What, what, what weight class did he wrestle? Do you remember? 140 maybe. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, dad. <laughs> I, I wrestled one year in okay. high school and that was it. That's, that was, that was all I needed. I, I, the wrestling coach was always, he was also the football coach. So he would all often see the cross country runners running around and he thought, okay, where's my 98 pounder? My hundred. Yeah. That's what <laughs> so what, what, what was the weight class you wrestled in then when you wrestled that one year? <laughs> well, I don't know that I would call it wrestling. It was flopping around on the mat, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I started at one twelve. but you know, the thing about, you know, when cross country season ends as you as you know you're not running as much and and you're a teenage boy so you're hungry so i'm wanting to eat so then i i ballooned listen to me ballooned up to 119 and, and but he needed people at 112 and i said no no i'm just gonna stay yeah. at 119 and plus everybody else that was wrestling had been wrestling since you know they were out of the womb Okay. Yeah, they've been doing it forever. Yeah. So it was, it was, I was like a fish out of water. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to do this and, <laughs> and say I did it and we're just going to move on track season. We, we did indoor track as I'm sure you did Okay. because of the winters. And, um, so I was like, yeah, indoor track starts in January. So I'm done with this wrestling stuff. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, you gave it, a, gave it a shot. You never I, know. I know you got to give it a shot. You got to, you got to, you got to stay in the game. 
Yeah. And so, so what was it about your dad's running? Um, was it just, he did it and that inspired you? What, what was the, what was the, Hey, I'm going to. Um, that's a good question. I think it was just, he consistently did it. And I realized when I was, you know how they make you do those miles in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. Um, so we did those like time, I don't know if they called sure. presidential miles or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember like at that point I was the fastest miler out of girls or boys. And so I knew that I was kind of good at it. Mm-hmm. And um it just I kind of well it was hard because I did soccer. I was a big uh, soccer player. Okay. And so cross country was great because you did soccer and then you could do, I mean, you could do cross country in the fall and then and soccer then in the soccer. spring in Michigan. I know different states are different. And so I actually going into high school had planned on doing soccer and the track coach talked me into doing track uh, my freshman year. And I was like, okay, you got me for my freshman year, <laughs> but I'm going to do soccer every other year. I'll do track, soccer, track, soccer, and my senior year on soccer. Cause I loved soccer so much. Right. And it never happened. I never, <laughs> never <went> back. <laughs> uh, soccer remained in the, in the background. It did. It did. That's okay. <laughs> well, uh, the, 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 the running gods knew what they were doing, right? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> So you, so in high school, you ran cross country, then track then. And track. Yep. And did you run all four years? I or, ran all four or, years. Or the high school was ninth through, through 12th. Ninth through 12th. Yep. Okay. I ran all four years. I did indoor. I didn't do indoor till maybe my junior, senior year. Okay. I actually cheerleaded my freshman year. Um, that, I loved process. it. I was tiny. <laughs> so I was a flyer and they flipped me up in the air and it was great. <laughs> Um, and then I also did theater. So I did a lot of theater. Our big play productions would be in the winter. And so okay. trying to juggle theater and which, which place anything we might recognize oh, little women, our town, you know, that no, seems to be kind of the, we did our high school did Annie, Annie, get your gun. Okay. And we did, um, what other ones do we do? No, I can't even remember. You can't remember. I put her on the spot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, during, during this conversation, if it comes to you, just blurt it out. What are they talking about? <laughs> so I looked, I, I was, I was looking at um, the Michigan high school association website to look at, you know, cross country times and, and stuff. Yeah. And I found the, the, I found one year, I, w- I want to say it was 2002. Okay. The state meet. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of what year I would have been then. It, it said 2002. Yeah, I don't know. So I was going to ask you what year that was because I looked at some of the other years and I didn't see, unless unless the school that. moved divisions, you know? You we know, did. So. Yes. Okay. So okay. we were like right on the border. We were between D3 and D2. Okay. Gotcha. So that was always kind of tricky. My freshman and junior year, we were D3. Oh, and so okay. I was able to get all state cause I ran well enough. And right. then we were D two, my sophomore and senior year. Gotcha. We right on the bubble. Okay. Um, that would explain why I only found, I, I just found the one entry and I, and I looked for the other ones and I didn't get a chance to, to yeah. look at the other divisions. I'm so like, that oh. makes, yeah, we were kind of on the bubble. <laughs> and how big is it? It was Whitehall, right? 
White, White Hall. Hall. Yeah. Okay. My class, I graduated 125. So. Ah, okay. So, so that division, is it, are divisions broken into the school size in Michigan? Yes. Okay. School size. And then in Michigan, there's four school sizes. So we were right in the middle between the third smallest and the second. Gotcha. Kind of gotcha. Right in the so, middle. And this is a public school, right? Whitehall? Yes. Yep. Okay. okay. And so total enrollment would have been what? Six, 800 people maybe? I would say six at the most. At the most. So yeah. a smaller school. Yeah. Smaller. Okay. Not tiny, but yeah, smaller. Right. Right. right smaller. But smaller. Yeah. So. And so when you, when you, when you went into your freshman year, did you know you were going to be running cross country? I knew I'd be running cross country and I remember, and I, I was smart enough or someone, <laughs> we had a really good coach actually for high school where okay. she set up a summer program. So I ran a couple days a week with the team that they would get up at 8am and run and we'd all run and do whatever we, I don't know, whatever high schoolers do freshman <laughs> year. And I remember being on a run with my dad and I would procrastinate so bad. I'd, I'd wait to do my run on the days that I didn't run with the team. I'd wait till like last, last minute, last minute of the day. Um, and so I remember my dad saying, well, what, what are your goals for this fall? And he, he never asked a lot of questions like that. And I remember thinking like, I don't know, I want to run varsity. Like, <laughs> I guess that's my goal. And, uh, the first race or first race went off and, uh, there might've been one other person on my team ahead of me. And I was uh -huh. like, okay, well, I guess I'm on varsity. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the start of it. Um, and then there was one summer where I actually broke my jaw. Oh. And so I couldn't run for a while. And because it like what a jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking back, I was like, I probably could have, but <laughs> it was fine. I didn't. Um Youthful so that summer we didn't I didn't get as much training as normal. Um, and then I ran, I would say good enough to have some schools look at me. And I was really interested in Central Michigan University. It's mm -hmm. a D one school, mm -hmm. um, but I was not fast enough to get a scholarship. They were like, "Yeah, we'd love you to come, but no scholarship. <laughs> we but, prefer you walk it on." Um, but you were able to walk on, right? So I was a walk on. I was yeah. I was a preferred walk on, but I got other scholarships. Sure. So that helped out a lot, and so that's kind of high school leading into college. Sure. Um, still but, loved running in college. Right. But, but just sticking with high school for a second. I mean, you had, yeah. you had six, you had success as a, as a high school athlete. Yes. I yeah, mean, I did. I would say on a small scale, I had success, like any conference meet, I was very dominant. And then I would say any like County meet, and that would be anything within, sure. there could be D one schools or D four schools, like across the board, we do city meet, which is the whole County. Right. I was really good at that. And then Regionals, I would usually race pretty well, all sure. region states where I think sometimes I was so used to running in the front. Mm. It was like a really hard thing for me to be like, I'm not in the front. I'm like 50th. And what? so I, this I think is it, wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I think confidence wise, I wasn't. And I think that carried over into college too. honestly, mm. confidence wise, I wasn't confident enough to probably run to my potential gotcha. and that's something I still struggle with even sure. to this day and I've sure. gotten a lot better at it but I think there's a lot of untapped potential where I, I don't see myself as good as 
the other runners out there. So, gotcha. um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You think like, oh, well, you did great in high school. And it's like, yeah, but I should have done better at some of those other state meets, no matter if it was division one or division two. Um, and especially in track, I think you would see that with me. Sure. Because um, I never was all state in track ever. Um, interesting. So but you were, you, you were all state in cross country, correct? In cross country, I was. Right. Okay. Two years? Well, two at years. least 2002, you were 14th. Yes, that was my best. That was your that best. That was my best placing, 14th. Yeah. Um, and all state in Michigan is one through 20 or 25? 25. 25. 25. Yeah, Illinois. Maybe was... one through 30. They might have switched it to gotcha. at some point. Gotcha. Um, so I think maybe my junior year, I was like in the 20s, okay. but I don't really, I forget things really easily. <laughs> <laughs> That, 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 that can be a benefit and a, and I was going to say it's good and bad. It's, it's good, good and, and bad. bad. <laughs> right. 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 So, so, you know, so just to, to stay with high school for a second, what okay. was, um, like the team in general, were you guys a, a good team, strong team, you know, what was the coach like, you know, what, like when you think back now, I mean, what is it, what is it about, um, that experience that, that, cause obviously that was a good experience because yeah. you continued you know, with the sport. Yeah. Um, for me, I got really lucky. I had a great coach. Her name is Kathy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa sorry. <laughs> That's Hi, okay. Can you go get out? Go. Sorry, everyone. That was my dog. That's um, right. so I had a really great coach. Her name is Kathy Hector uh-huh. and, um, an assistant coach, coach Goodrich, and they did a great job before I was even in, um, building our program and just yeah. making it really team oriented and people wanted to join. And they were also super consistent with like doing summer training, but they never made you feel like you had to, um, the year, my eighth grade year, the girls team won state. Oh, wow. And so I was like, and I had done she tried to, she, she got me really into it. Cause I think that summer of my eighth grade year, she actually asked if I want, cause I had an older sister who ran. Okay. And so Sonnet was on that team. That oh, the one team? State. Okay. Um, she wasn't varsity, but she was on the team. And so <laughs> they, 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 they knew that I was pretty good. So they'd have me right. come and run sure. every once in a while. I probably ran twice, three times before I was actually in high school. But I remember being so excited because they won state and it was a big deal. And the previous year they'd been runner up and, and I couldn't wait to be on the team and like win state. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So that was, that was our goal. We got third twice, but you know, we were close. Yeah. So I had really good coaches um, and they didn't overtrain me. And I think for me, that was really important. So I think a lot of high school runners, they want to do more. They want to get better. They want to run in college. So they're running upwards of 60 plus miles a week, which is fine if that's what people choose to do. But I also think it can create burnout Mm. really soon. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like sometimes you don't, you might run into the risk of then you're in college and then, okay, where do you go from here? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now are we going to do a hundred miles? Like, how are you Mm going to keep getting more out of your body? And so I ran 40 miles a week in high school on average on yeah, 30 to 40, I would peak maybe 40, 
45. I remember my long run specifically being eight, eight miles. I never went over eight miles. That was my long run. Um, for some high schools, that's probably really far. For some high (laughs) schools, that's probably really short, really short. Um, so I thought it was really good for me and for kind of keeping me engaged and keeping me in shape, but then not creating burnout. Right. um, Right. Which I think is really common in runners. So, and and you're, and you, and you're so right, especially with, you know, middle school and high school runners and, and kids that come out for cross country, you want to ease them into it because you want them, you want them to stick with it. You don't want them, you're not, they're not going to show up on the first day of practice and have them do an eight mile run because they're not going to come back. They're going to, they're going to run and they're going to run home and you're never going to see him again. (laughs) He's out. He's out, right. That was good for one day. (laughs) Right, right, right. He he ran really well for eight miles. He doesn't come back. He doesn't come back. Um, So I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. You got to, you got to cultivate, you got to work at it and you got to show them how fun it is and and hopefully they will stick with it and and help you develop the, the program and bring a state championship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a lot of coaches goals. And I, I think that's a good goal and knowing your team is, you know, also helpful and what, what athletes you're working with. Sure. Um, yeah. So then you have, uh, a successful high school career. Yes. You said you walk on to central Michigan. Yes. Did you look at other schools? Were there other I schools that, that kind of knocking? Yeah. I looked at, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I looked at, a wide range of schools, anything from a D3 school to like NAIA to okay. small D1 school to central was my biggest school I looked at. Um, I kind of already had connections there because my aunt and uncle lived in that town. So I was gotcha. familiar with that town. He was a professor at central. And so it was kind of like a home away from home at the same time. Sure. Um, And then just with scholar, really for me, what it came down to was, I remember I really wanted to run for a dominant D3 school, Calvin College in Michigan. Oh, yeah. I really wanted, and I went on the visit. I loved it, but it came down to like financially. Mm. Like I knew financially, if I went to Calvin, that I would leave undergrad with a lot of student loans. And at that time I knew I wanted to go into the medical field. I was going to go to grad school it would be stupid to have a ton of student loans and then go to grad school and get a ton more student loans. Mm -hmm. So that for me was a big decision. And I think a lot of, I think that's a lot of runners are usually pretty smart. So they're trying to figure (laughs) things out as far as if I can still run here, even if I'm not getting a scholarship, like this would be a great place because of X, Y, Z as well. So I, I went to several schools, all very different. Um, and I think that's, I think that's good. Cause I knew I wanted to go to central, but I also, I didn't want to close off the doors to other sure. schools. And there were great coaches who talked with me and let me see their campus and their team. Sure. Um, yeah. What were some of the other, uh, D three schools? Cause I ran D three. So I'm curious. You were at Carroll, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Carroll college, but now Carroll university, big boy Ooh. pants. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So the big powerhouse, we weren't a powerhouse. We were, we were moderately successful. Um, great coaches, great team, nothing to take away from them. Uh, like North Central was a big powerhouse. They, well, okay. they remain a big powerhouse, North Central, that are located in Naperville, Illinois. Yeah. We ran against Calvin. Uh, we ran against like Cornell was another strong. 
Okay. Not, I'm sorry, not Cornell. Um, oh, it's in Iowa. What's the name of that school? It'll come back to me. Um, Just blurt it out. Yeah. <laughs> right after you tell me the theater. <laughs> right after I tell you the other play I was in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what were some of the other D3 schools? Um, I was, I looked at Hope. I also okay. looked at a small school in Indiana. DePa. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. DePaul. I looked at DePaul. Yep. I really liked the DePaul coach. I looked there too. Um, and then I also looked at University of Detroit Mercy. They mm -hmm. were D one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I liked their program. I liked their coach. I kind of liked some things about it, and then other things. I was like, I'm not so sure. I want to run from here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, their campus wasn't in the best location, and that was a yeah. big make or break it for me. <laughs> Anyway, every so. practice would be an interval sprint workout. <laughs> Go. No, they actually, their campus was sweet though, because they had it like locked down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you kind of have to be, and it was like super safe. Right, so that made right. me feel good, but I was still like eh, central wins. <laughs> so that, that was my school of choice. Right. And central I looked at Grand Valley state university too. Which one? Uh, Grand Valley state. Oh, Grand Valley. Yep. They're a D2 school and they were really good. Um, I didn't feel like they were very interested in me though. So gotcha. it was kind of like, everyone wants to be wanted. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. And Central Michigan is located where again? Well, people aren't going to see this, but I'm holding up my hand and it's like right, right in, in the middle, middle of Michigan. Right. So if anyone knows where Lansing or MS yep. Michigan State University, mm -hmm. you just go an hour north and you hit Central Michigan. Lots of cornfields, high winds frequently, <laughs> and not much blocking it because it's a lot of cornfields. <laughs> and there is a little river that goes through. Okay. Yeah. The river that runs through it. The river, the Chippewa River. There you go. Yeah. Um, so you get you, you get to central Michigan and what was that experience like? Um <laughs> But the, the cross country and track part, not, not the partying with the fraternities. And the yeah, no, I was very straight laced. <laughs> like, I was very focused on like going into the medical field and like, okay. Too type A, I would say very much too type A personality. I've relaxed a little bit over the years. I think it's a lot healthier, um, but I tried really hard at everything. And I even remember a friend looking at me one day after always asking, how are you doing? And like, oh, I got this and this and this. And finally they looked at me and they said, Libby, like, it's not going to change. I, like people don't want to hear that you're stressed out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you totally called me out and you're right. Like I need to change my perspective. Like, sure. and you know, like kind of keep it to myself a little bit and maybe relax a little bit instead of always being stressed out. Right. Um, it's like the person, you know, there's people in your life that are always sad and you're like, okay, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Find something good to focus on. So, right, right. um, I was pretty stressed out my freshman year. The university just went through a coaching change. Okay. And so I ended up having Karen Lutsky as my head coach, Okay. which was perfect. Actually, sure. it was a perfect, it was a good transition. Team. Yeah. And, um, cause she had been the assistant and then she became the head and then for cross country and track. And so she became the head coach that year, 2004. And then 
my, I stayed for five years cause I redshirted my freshman year. Okay. Um, only in track though. I competed cross country freshman year. Gotcha. And then I redshirted indoor and outdoor, gotcha. which was good. Cause I was too stressed out. <laughs> I think when my coach saw me like sobbing in her room at the end of the season, like meeting, I think she's like, maybe needs a break. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> coach Lutsky was there from then. And then as I graduated in 2009, the head men's coach retired. Okay. So then they had a whole nother coaching change and actually they combined the two programs. And so they looked for a whole new head coach. And so she went to another school. So it was great. I had her for exactly five years. I never had to deal with a coaching change. Oh, wow. It was for me, it was great. Um, and I thought she coached me really well. Um, and what about the training? You know, what was it that you thought she did well? What was the, what was, what was the, what was the piece? What was the secret sauce in her coaching? Um, I think she was really good at like not overemphasizing having like a good performance every time or not overemphasizing. I think this is a big one, especially at the college level and Mm -hmm. high school level. Both my coaches were very good at this, um, eating disorders. It's a really big thing in running. Right. And I think when freshmen uh, are coming in into high school or coming in into college and they're competitive, as most runners are, they're trying to find an upper edge. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a very perfectionist type person, type A type person, I feel like I would have been a prime candidate Mm -hmm. for tipping one way or the other. Gotcha. And both my high school coach and my college coach were very good about making sure like runners are eating enough, that they're staying healthy, that there's not any, like you've heard of some coaches might do weigh-ins or things like we had nothing like that. We would do a, every year we did like, um, a -a walkathon to raise awareness for eating disorders and, um, things like that. And I think, I think it was like, for me, that was a big part of it. Um, the other thing for me is once again, I, I, by the end, I would say my burnout was minimal. And I think when runners start in high school and they run all through high school and then they run all through college, you're Mm -hmm. looking at eight to nine years of running with random one to two week breaks here and there. And the fact that I was able to graduate from college, I kind of took that summer off and then I started running just for the fun of it after Mm -hmm. that. I think that says a lot about a coach, like sure. there, she kept that like fun in it. And I think that's important. Sure. Sure. There's been, uh, as I'm sure you, you know, a lot of discussion around, you know, eating disorders, especially with runners and, oh, yeah. and, and, and looking at not just females, but also males, like yes. everybody and how it often goes missed with male athletes because it's normally looked at as a female athlete or a female, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, 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 that's something that, that they're dealing with, but it's become more and more um, it's, it's just being discussed more. And, and there was just another podcast. I don't know if you listen to uh, uh, Coop's podcast, the ultra runner coach, he just had on um, and I can't think of her name, 
a um i think she's a well she does some sports psychology and okay. i think she might be a psychologist that focuses on uh, performance and eating disorder and had this this and and i'm not smart enough to to tell you all the bits and pieces that they talked about but it was talking about this the issue that athletes the relationship with food and mm -hmm. one of one of those pieces you 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 touched on where you know the coach is i mean that's such an important they have such an important influence on how young people yes. especially in high school mm -hmm. it's 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 it, it, it's a big issue and it's 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 i know it can be an uncomfortable conversation sometimes but i think it's a very important one because it shouldn't be i mean food is the fuel we we don't yes. eat, we're not going to be able to perform and that's like and that that's the thing the food is the fuel and i think that that edge that someone might get momentarily, it's not worth it. And I think that's because I did have two coaches that really encouraged like healthiness. I think that that helped with like, I wasn't, I would get minor injuries, but I never got sure. like stress fractures or like major injuries. Sure. And even outside of college, I've been able to stay really injury free like my whole running career. And I think that that was built way back in high school and then further like solidified in college. Sure. Just like that, like make sure that you're eating enough or feeling enough and, and, not, and maybe and not running too much <laughs> and not running too much. Yeah. Honestly. And not, I, I would say I was one of the higher mileage people at central, but I think I topped out at once again, like 72 miles, Okay. 75, which I think I, it depends where you're from. Like, is that sure. a lot? Is it not a lot? Sure. But in my head, like I guarantee there was a lot of other D one athletes running well over seven. You know what I'm saying? Like well over 75 oh, yeah. miles a week. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I topped out at, so I didn't stay there. I would say mostly I was between 60 and 72. Um, which is, which is still, you know, it, it, nothing to sneeze at. No. Yeah. It's, especially when you're, I mean, college students, you are hitting the books hard right. usually. And the type of people I think running draws mm -hmm. or any endurance sport, if you're a triathlete, if you're an ultra, you know, um, cycling, mm -hmm. they're pretty intense people usually, and they're pretty driven. And so I, so they're doing more than just running at school. Right. I would right. say they're, for the most, most part. So they're balancing a lot and, and, you know, they're folks that are driven They're type a, yeah, they're doing a lot of, of, of they're, 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 like you said, they're engaged in a lot of things. And so it can easily, you know, you, you don't want to be doing 80, 90 miles a week you know, 16 credit, or I don't know how it is anymore. It's 16, probably 16 credit. plus 16 yeah. ish. Yeah. <laughs> Ask my husband, he's an academic advisor. He'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were studying, were you pre-med? I was pre-med. Okay. I had originally thought I wanted to be an MD. Okay. I actually got burnt out of school. Not <laughs> After running. I graduated, <laughs> I was like, I need a year off. <laughs> Um, and then after that year off, it became longer than a year off. I took about three, four, one, two, three, 
I took three years off before going back to grad school. And at that point I decided I didn't want to be a doctor at this point. I wanted to be a physical therapist. Okay. And that's what you're doing now, right? I'm a physical therapist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you did that at also at CMU or did you do that at a different school? No, I actually was in Chicago. I went to university of Northwestern. Woo. Yeah. See my, nobody can see this, but see, that's my cubs, my little cubs. See, I'm going to take, I'm going to take umbrage with that. And (laughs) (laughs) because I, I I went to school in Wisconsin, but I grew up in Chicago and we, we root for the other team. Oh, boo. Boo. No. <laughs> White Sox, really? <laughs> Pale hose all day long. <laughs> That's right. I will say when we went to the White Sox games, which we did a couple times, even though we were Cubs fans, they had awesome fireworks at the end. Every time, great fireworks. <laughs> All right, we're just going to push that issue to the side because we're having Come a nice conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so you finish, so you you do your graduate work at Northwestern. Yeah. Okay. And then you're still running recreationally. You're not hitting the, the, the asphalt, you know, you're not hitting the miles hard or are you? So from 2009, when I graduated from undergrad CMU, at Central. CMU, okay up until I would say 2014. So there are about five years there that I just ran for the fun of it. I would run anywhere from three miles, maybe to eight. Okay. And were you Um, living on in Evanston? uh, No, we were actually, their medical schools downtown. We were right on Michigan Avenue. Nice. So I ran anyone from the Chicago area. I ran that bike path all the time. And from, we lived about three blocks from Wrigley field. Of course and you did. So uh, <laughs> we didn't even know, I had no idea who the Cubs were really before we moved there. <laughs> and so, and they were really bad when we lived there. So we got really cheap tickets. They're always bad. <laughs> cheaper to go. They got good after we left and now they're <laughs> just okay. What street but, did you guys live on? We lived on a little street called North Pine Grove. It was right okay. off of Addison. Yep. Yep. So we were about mm-hmm. like a block or two from Lake Michigan. Sure. Four and a half miles exactly from our door to the, my grad school door. Right. Right. If I right. forgot something at home, sometimes I'd run at lunch to go, go get grab it, it and then run back. So I guess maybe like nine miles was the farthest I went <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Cause it was like four, I know it was four and a half miles. Um, I decided in grad school that that's when I'd run my first marathon. And that was the Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids. Right. Right. Yeah. Grand Rapids. Yeah. So that was my first one. So I trained, I actually tried to get into the Chicago. What year was that? that? That was the year that everybody tried to get in and Chicago, <laughs> it crashed. That's right. So the year it crashed was the year I tried to get in. And then they went to the lottery that mm. same year that it crashed. Cause they couldn't figure out, I don't know. Um, and I was not chosen for the lottery and I was super bummed. So I decided to do the Grand Rapids marathon, which is also in the fall. It, that one is October. October also right mm-hmm. so it was same time frame and so I knew I still had enough time to build up sure um I 
I ran that cycle. <laughs> I didn't do anything in particular for that race. I knew what did I, Wait, what year, I like, that one, that Grand Rapids was what year? That was 2014, maybe. Okay. So that was my first marathon. Okay. See, I'm really not good at remembering things. <laughs> You'd think with my theater background, I, I think it's because you memorize and then you just dump it. Right. And so like I do things and I just dump that information. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, I trained by myself. My husband didn't run at that point. And so um, you, you, so you, you're done with PT school at this point, or are no, you, I'm in the middle of PT school middle, at this and you point. decided to run a marathon. <laughs> yeah, I was, was a little crazy. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's not uncommon for runners to do, uh, yeah. to do these things. So you are balancing, were you guys married at this point? We were married. We got married. I got married young. I got married the summer after I graduated. So it was 2009. We got married. Okay. Um, so we'd been married now for five years, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, and you know, he did run with me a few times when we dated. Oh, and then he did. Run. We got married. <laughs> he didn't run with me anymore. <laughs> but he, but he, but he has since, I mean, he's, he's become quite the accomplished runner himself. Actually, he, I would say he is the reason why I qualified for the trials. Okay. Okay. Multiple reasons. A. Okay because he became really fast and was a fast training partner. Right. Right. B, he kept telling me, you can do it, Libby. Like you can do this. Right, right. And even when he first told me that I was like, nah, <laughs> 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 like, I don't know. Nah. Okay. So then it was like, yeah, maybe I can do it. Let's see if I can break three hours first. So I would say like, he's definitely the reason, the yeah. main reason that I qualified for the trials was my husband. So yeah, first marathon though, he did not run. He maybe ran a mile, <laughs> mile with me, a couple miles. He's, he's a basketball guy, right? Yes. Okay. Wow. You did your research, man. I did. <laughs> and his name is Ryan, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Ryan. He, uh, he was into basketball coaching for a while there. Okay. So we moved around quite a bit before he decided I don't want to be in the coaching business for basketball. And that's when I went back to grad school. Cause at that point I was ready to do something different too. Gotcha. So gotcha. Gotcha. I was ready to hit the books again. Um, so yeah, first marathon, I don't remember actually following a specific training plan at all. I knew uh, that was going to be my I, question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I, my dad had run marathons, so I knew I needed to do a long run and a long run of probably 20 miles. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I knew I needed to build up slowly so I didn't get injured. You know, okay. I had great coaches leading up to this point. I had enough like running knowledge to at least do those things. Right, right. Um, and there were a couple other people in my grad school who would run sometimes. And so I would do some easy days, like sure. five or six with them. Um, and I ran my first marathon. And what, 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 <laughs> like, was, your, what was your time at, at, at Grand Rapids? actually pretty incredible for what I did. I would say, um, I think it was like a three Oh seven. Wow. At, for my debut. And I remember like going out and being like, I got it. I'm not going to go too fast. Um, I did run hard. I would say I ran hard miles in the training. Like I knew how to push okay. myself hard and the way that the Chicago bike path is, yep. there's tons of people on it all the time. 
And so when I would be doing runs, if I was doing a hard day, I would tell myself like, I don't want to get passed by anybody. That's my goal. (laughs) And there are some fast guys in Chicago. And so I remember getting done with some of my runs and being like, I only got passed by one guy. Like there was just one. And I was like, yes. Um, so I didn't, I might've done like, I remember doing probably a fart like here and there, like a three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one for like my hard day. But (laughs) it was very much not, I would always take one day off a week, um, and study extra that day. But it was, I would say it was, I built up probably pretty well. If I, I'm really bad at training logs. So here's (laughs) another secret. I'm horrible at training logs really bad in high school, college, like coaches would ask for them. I'd be like filling them out the day before they asked for the previous week, really bad at it. (laughs) So when Strava came along a few years ago, do you use Strava? I I do, but for my coaching, for the folks that I coach, I use final surge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Final surge is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great app. So those things are great. Now they right. have those and your watch just syncs up to it. Right. And it's like, I don't have to, <laughs> I can look back. So I couldn't tell you exactly how I trained for Grand Rapids, but. But, it, but you had enough knowledge, obviously from running in high school and college and having great coaches, you knew I've got to do some hard. I've got to do a long yes. run. I've got to find that balance. And that resulted in, I mean, a 307 is, I mean, that's a pretty stout debut marathon. Yeah. And what's funny is I remember specifically running with a guy and I think he might've been trying to qualify for Boston. So he was trying to break like 310. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, this pace seems pretty, pretty good. Yeah. We'll go together. And so we just ran a ton of it together. Yeah. I'm sure he found me super annoying. I was probably talking way too much (laughs) because then finally at like six miles to go, he was like, you're looking good. Just go for it. And I was like, okay. Okay. And I remember like, I don't know what pace we were going together the first 20 miles, but picking it up significantly. I remember I was clocking off like 640, 645 at the end. Okay. So I was like passing people like the last four to six miles, which then at your first race, you're like, yeah, this is great. And the adrenaline is pumping and you're excited. Yeah. Like I love the marathon. This is going so well who's everyone's talking about this wall. There was no wall. I was going fast. I, I think the guy that was running with you, I think he hit it. That's why he, he told you to go. The wall. <laughs> yeah. He could have, but I know that like my pace did pick up significantly. So it was one of those things where it was like, okay, I think I found my niche because okay. in college I was top five maybe my senior year in cross, I was number two, mm-hmm. three. Um, I did the steeplechase. Oh, cool. So that's a little bit tougher. Yeah. And I think I just did better at it. Cause it gave me something to distract me. I don't know. Um, maybe I like the water, <laughs> not sure, but my coach had me try the steeple it was the greatest thing she ever did. Right. Um, no, not the greatest, but it was a great idea Right. Right. because I loved it. And, um, I wasn't like a 10 K, you know what I mean? It's right, not like right. I was the 10 K runner who was really good. Um, but something about the marathon, it was like, this is, my, this is it. This is yeah. my race. Yeah. Um, it's not just a bucket list or anymore. You know, right. how you, I'm sure a lot of people have goals. Like this is my bucket list. I'm going to do this. And then you do it. 
And then it's just like an av it's an avenue to a whole nother like goal. And exactly. Yeah. Keeps building. So So you, yeah. you hit 307 and that I that would have qualified you for Boston. I mean, you qualified for Boston, if I'm not mistaken, if I have that yes. the times correct. Yes. And you haven't run Boston yet, right? I did. Oh, you did? I ran Boston. What year? 2000. <laughs> let me think about it. 16. Okay. 2016, because I graduated in Northwestern 2015. And then I started my job in Idaho. Okay. And I was training for Boston. Yeah. So 2000. So I, I used, right. I used that race, the Grand Rapids race. Would that line up correctly? I'm trying to think. Well, Grand Rapids, you said was 14 or 15? No, yeah, I couldn't have used Grand Rapids. I used, okay, no, this is what I used. I used a really terrible race. Everybody has bad races. Sure. Everybody does. Everybody okay. has training that they get injured on and it doesn't go ideally. So I ran, um, there's a marathon that's beautiful. If anybody's a marathoner or half marathoner up in Michigan, by Traverse City, it's called the Bayshore Marathon. Right. It's really flat, really beautiful, right on Lake Michigan. It's gorgeous. A lot of Boston qualifiers there. So if you're trying to get a BQ, that's a great one to go to. And the race directors are awesome. And that's your, that was Ryan's first marathon, right? That was Ryan's first marathon. I had been slightly injured and he had IT band issues Ugh. leading up to that. And just didn't train enough <laughs> combination, <laughs> combination of, he couldn't train much cause he had it band issues. Okay. And, um, we were doing my clinical rotations that whole year. So I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then I was out in Idaho and then okay. we went to Houston. So we were oh, kind of wow. all over the place. Um, and so we both ran that both under trained because of injuries. Sure. And I, he said he was never going to do a marathon after that. Cause he was, oh man, he was like walking, <laughs> he was hurting bad. And oh. I knew it was going to hurt bad. I was like, <laughs> I hope it doesn't ruin it for my dreams of you keeping on running with me. Right, right. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we both ran, I ran like a 320, 319, 321. Mm -hmm. I'm, it was, I mean, it was about 15 minutes slower than sure. my debut marathon. And so that's the one I used for my qualifying because for women, I think they have to break three thirty. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, you've got a pretty big range Sure. if you're in, in that range. So I used that one qualified and then I did run Boston, which when I ran Boston and Ryan came out and he cheered me on, that's when he was like, I want to run Boston because it was so amazing. Oh, absolutely. Um, you ran Boston for their hundredth anniversary, right? Correct. Correct. Was it amazing then? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> that was a, that was in a different era, <laughs> but it was fantastic. And it, what, what, what I tell folks now about that experience compared to what you experienced, oh God, 20 years <laughs> later, think about that. I ran it 96 and you ran it 2016. Okay. Yeah. It would have been 20. Yeah. The marathon wasn't as popular then oh. as it is now. 
Yeah. So I ran Chicago to qualify for Boston. Okay. We were young and naive. We, me and my running buddies, you know, we, we, I graduated college 92. Okay. And then ran, you know, we, we stayed, you know, we stayed in the game. Me and my, my, you know, my college roommate was track cross country and, you know, our friends were, we would get together and train together. And, you know, when Boston announced, Hey, it's the hundredth running. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, Libby. I mean, I mean, we, we were, I mean, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, okay. I mean, shut the front door. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we had no idea what we were doing. And back then, 96, how old were you? Like two, right? <laughs> I would have been 96. I would have been 11. Okay. <laughs> 11. So let me tell you something, youngin. About... My first 5K was probably 96. Oh, God. 96, 95. I love first it. 5K. I love 31 it. minutes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> was that, was what, what city is Whitehall in your high school? What is it? Uh, it's in Whitehall. Oh, it's white. So was Whitehall it the Whitehall five k? Yeah. Was it the Whitehall five k? No, it's it's uh it's one town just south of us. Okay. Sergeant Preston five k. Every New Year's Day they do nice. it. Nice. It's actually cool. kind of neat. I yeah. I still go back to this day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Anytime I can, I can't always, but right, right, right. But what I was gonna last year. <laughs> I don't know why COVID. Yeah, I wonder. Right? <laughs> but the thing that now you have so much information at your fingertips, there's social media, there's all that. So when we were training, when, when we made the transition from, from like being roadies, you know, 5k, 10k to a marathon to, 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 it was because of Boston. And so then, you know, once or twice a year, runner's world, that's a, that's a magazine for those yeah. of you that, that aren't familiar with that. That's a magazine <laughs> that still comes out. And there were at least two articles a year that talked about marathon training. So, you know, and one now of it's th- like all merit, uh, like, oh my gosh, marathon but, but the information, you know, it was okay. It, it would have a sample training plan and we would look at it and go, okay. All right. So, you know, this, I mean, we knew tempo for it. Like we knew, we knew how to train for fast five Ks, 10 Ks, and maybe a 15 K. None yeah. of us had ever done a half marathon. Not we, you know, our longest run. I was, was just going to ask what was the longest race before you ran Chicago? Oh, it was maybe a 10 K 10 K. Okay. That's a you big know, jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's a hundredth running. We have to qualify. Do it. Right. We have to qualify. this, you know, ignorance and youthful ignorance. So I was like, all right. So my buddies and I, you know, okay, we got to do a long run. Okay. How far we got to go this time? We're going to go 14 miles. Okay. So we'd go, you know, we're, in our mid twenties, you know, yeah. we're just run and it, we're not drinking water. We're not doing any of those things. We're just running because you wouldn't know. If you right. Know. We, I mean... we were just dumb, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, the 20 miler, Hey, you know what? We're running 20 miles. Maybe let's stash some Gatorade, like at mile 10. All right, cool. Let's do All that. Right. And so we did that. And like, we hit mile 10. Okay. We drank some Gatorade and just, cause we were, we didn't know any better. We were just dumb. And, and my, uh, my roommate who, I mean, he might not say it's dumb, but he ran the lakefront marathon in Milwaukee to qualify. Oh yeah. I've heard and of that he, one. And, and yeah, and he did it. He did really well. He had a great time. And so we were excited. Cause he's like, he ran and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm in, you know, yeah. it's like, we qualify. I'm like, all right. And I was running Chicago. And, and so I ran and, you know, we're like, Oh cool. We qualified. I mean, and of course we yeah. still did. I mean, <laughs> We just didn't know what we were doing, but we qualified. And then the training from the fall to Boston 
it was just stupid. I mean, we, I maybe ran. Not enough. No, yeah, no, it was, it was just, it was just, it was a different time. <laughs> but Were then, you still in the Midwest though? Because that does make it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, <laughs> I was still in Chicago and I was, okay. living in, I was, I was then living in, in Milwaukee and, okay. and was I, was I going to Chicago? I mean, my family's in Chicago, so I would go back and forth. And so sometimes I'd run, you know, Lakefront or, yeah. um, you know, had friends in, in Evanston. So I would go, you know, I ran all over the North, Northeast section of, of Illinois and Chicago and stuff, but we didn't know anything. Like I didn't know now, you know, with my clients, when they're, when they're, when they're training for a marathon, it's it, I, I look at the training plans I put together for them and I go, we were such morons. <laughs> oh, well, here's the sad thing though, 20 years later. And I would, I never brought Gatorade on my long runs when I was training in Chicago, I would stop at all, not all at random drinking fountains <laughs> right. and hope that they were on like, and then I'd have those little like jelly beans. I would bring like one package, just one, one package of jelly beans. I probably was being great at fat burning, but not great at like glycogen, like, like restoring that. Not so good. And, but isn't and, that crazy? You'd think 20 years later, like I would have learned, I would have all my dad's running world, like magazines that yeah. he saved for the last 50 years. Like I could have pulled them all out and read all, you know, like, uh, but no, anyway. So you ran Boston then what year did you run Boston? If it was the hundred year anniversary? So it was 96. So it was 90, 96. Yeah, okay. 96. Yeah, yeah. So then your Chicago was 95. Correct. Correct. But okay. then I, I subsequently ran Chicago three and a half. Wait. Yeah. Three and a half times. The oh. half was, was, the half I, I, I signed up and then had some injuries. Well, not really some injury by that point, I kind of knew what I was doing. So yeah. my training was much better. And I had, I, the, the training wasn't as it wasn't going as strong as I had liked, but a buddy of mine was doing his first. And so I ran, okay. I just did a half. So I just ran half and then I dropped out. And then, so I could then meet him at the finish and cheer him nice. on. So that was a lot of fun. And, and get him through the first part that sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes doing things like that, like watching runners or just running part of it, like to me is just as motivating as like running a great race myself all day long. Yeah. 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 No. So that was, that was, that was, um, um, that was how that worked out. And then, and then ran Columbus marathon in Ohio. And, um, I know I'm missing some, oh, and then, uh, married and had kids and kind of retired, <laughs> retired. And then when we moved to, to Georgia, um, the kids were starting to get a little bit older, you know, wasn't so worried about leaving them at home while I went out, yeah. you know, on a six hour run and then signed up to do the Miami marathon, um, oh. which, which that's, well, anyway, we're here to talk about you, but, but, that no, was, but this is super See, That's what I love about running. Like, I yeah. love to hear, like, you're like, Oh, I did the Miami. I'm like, Oh, guess what? I'm going to Miami in three weeks. Like, tell me something <laughs> about Miami. I have no idea anything about Miami. I could tell you that. a lot about Miami, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'd have to stop the recording because <laughs> it's Miami. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, so, so you have this, this, you, you, you're on Boston yeah. and you went really well. I was like three Oh five. So I set a new yeah, that's... PR, which I was pumped because especially, so because I ran 
a really poor race before because we were injured. I got stuck in the corral further back. Okay. So I didn't get to start where like I probably could have started, could have started. And so I remember starting that race and like anyone who's run Boston or who wants to know what it's like to run Boston, at least for the first four miles, it's like, if you get into a subway, like train or an L train or whatever right, you call right, your right. in any city and you're squished like side to side by people. That's what it's like to run Boston the first mm, four to six miles. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, well, this is a pace we're going. We're just going this pace. It wasn't as fast as I wanted to, but it, I think it was beneficial in the long run because by the time, like everything, I think by Spread mile out. eight or nine, I actually could pass people a little bit. Sure. And then by mile 20, I was still feeling great. So I actually negative split Boston, nice. which is pretty incredible because yeah. it's uphill at the end. All the right. hills come at the end. So I remember one of my friends who's a really great runner himself and his wife qualified for the trials. The last two, this okay. last one and the one before, Okay. Um, he was like, Libby, you negative split it. How did you do that? And I was like, well, I started out real slow because I couldn't move. <laughs> I was stuck in between everybody. And I just, you know, you can't, some things you can't control in races and that's something. So just enjoy it. Enjoy. Hopefully nobody's spitting on you and you're good. <laughs> so yeah. You, you never know where the magic's going to come from. You never know. And so that's, I don't know if it was that squished when you ran it, but it was like, I've never done anything like this, well, but it was well, also crazy because Boston was the first race I'd done where there was almost people cheering the whole way. Um, not, I mean, not like not the whole time, but like there were people, there weren't gaps. It was so cool. No, when, what what I was going to say earlier, when you asked, or when I was telling about the experience, there was such an interest in, in, in running Boston that since 96 is when you've, you saw that incremental, you know, upsurge in marathon registration. Cause I tell the story when I ran Chicago in 95, there were 8,000 people, which is still a big that's, event. That's a big event, but that's like compared to how many thousands it's like, are you kidding? What was your mind? Yeah. And I tell people, you know, then you registered and I believe I registered your paper registration. I filled it out, you know, oh, yeah, you're, yeah. yeah, exactly. No. It would be kids paper. It's this thing that we used to write on. <laughs> don't get lost in the mail. Right. Right. (laughs) And you put, what's your projected finish time? So I, again, ignorance is bliss. So I just put down, I don't remember what it was. I might've put, you know, 250, 245. And so they're like, okay, well, you're going to be in this corral. Okay. What corral is it? I'm literally right behind the pros. Oh, (laughs) so I'm doing stride outs with the pros. I'm like, you know, and I had, and I had, I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing, but did you, you know, start out too fast? Cause that's the hard part when you're behind really fast people. I, I don't, well, I'll tell you, uh, well, I'll tell you what I did. Well, first of all, remember those training runs that I did with my friends? Yes. <laughs> okay. That was the yeah. first mistake. Cause we you didn't, didn't feel correctly. We didn't, we didn't train or feel correctly <laughs> at all. <laughs> and, uh, what was I saying? So we, so like I was warming up with the pros and it was yeah. no big deal. Like the security, I mean, there was security, but not like you'd see now. And, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just, 
Oh, I know what I was going to say. I had a matching singlet. So I had a, I bought a, a, a you know. So you looked like, good. Oh, I look like I was a pro. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm like kind of walking around going, hey, they think I'm a pro. And uh, <laughs> oh gosh, see, the, the, the truth, truth is coming out now. My, my, my friends now that, that know I'm a runner, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, the gig is up. Well, um, so <laughs> I went. That are exciting. I mean. That's honestly, okay. You know, you said you started about right behind them. Yeah. Yeah. With the trials, I specifically tried in the to back? start in the back. Okay. Because I Has had that worked drive. for you. Say that again. I said that had worked for you. Like in the Boston, you kind of had it. It, did. Yeah. it had worked for me in the past and it keeps me okay. Before any marathon. Okay. You know, they say people cry at the end of marathons. I cry at the beginning, <laughs> every single one, like tears going down my by the end I'm just happy but before I just get like overwhelmed with like I've worked so hard and this is it <laughs> it's like wipe away the tears nobody look but so I specifically started at the trials in the back because yeah. I had done research and my husband does a lot of research and he's like people always start out too fast they always they get caught up in the moment they start out too fast and I was like you do not want to do that mm-hmm. like and especially Atlanta. Right. So I specifically started in the back. That's why I was curious in Chicago, if you started out too fast, because I know you get so excited at the front. Sometimes you just like, go. Well, here my pacing strategy was my, my, my friend had run lakefront. I told you, and he yeah. had run that race had been run, I think either the week before or two weeks before. And so I looked at what he ran and he was a little, he was, he was a little faster than me in college. So I thought, okay, let me just do some math. If he did this for his d- marathon debut, and both both courses are flat, you know, Milwaukee yeah. is flat, Chicago's flat. Yes. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out at whatever whatever pace. And so, <laughs> oh gosh, again, youthful ignorance. So I go out at a six minute per mile pace. Wow. So, uh, and and the thing about Chicago, as you well, or do, have you run Chicago? You've you, you've had it on your radar, right? Had it on my radar, didn't make it in, and then. Ryan and I actually signed up the, the fall before the trials. Okay. That's right. Cause I that's thought right. that might be the race that I qualified Qualify in. in. Um, especially because I got injured right before grandma's. Okay. So that'll be an interesting story, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> this is about you, but I'm going to tell you the story. Cause you can, you, you're appreciating the marathon. Yes. <laughs> so I, the thing about, the first 15, or at least the way the course was laid out back in 95, the first 15 miles, the crowd all along the course was fantastic. I mean, ah. it's deep. It was, you know, people were out, people were cheering. You would get back, you know, so initially you would start out. <clears throat> um, I just went blank on the park. Um, um, Millennial Park. Well, it was well. It wasn't millennial then. It was um, gosh, where the fountain is and yeah, uh, Buckingham. Fountain. Buckingham. Thank you. Yeah. So Buckingham yeah. Park and Buckingham Fountain. I know Chicago a there little bit. Go, I there didn't you go. Forget yeah. that. Like I did. Gosh, God. Now all my sh- listeners in Chicago are like, we're going to disown this guy. So you'd go north, and then you'd go. You would go through Lincoln Park, okay. and then you would go a little bit past Wrigleyville. You would turn around and then come back down. So you, you you're you're seeing that, and the crowds are fantastic. And they're cheering you on. And so the adrenaline, I didn't think I was going out fast, but 
you know, I was going out at a pretty good clip at you know yeah. six minutes per per mile. So you get passed out of downtown and 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 I'm not remembering it's not Congress, but it's one of those one of, one, one of the main streets that crossed over the river. Yeah, you'd go over the river and then you went. You, you started going, you know, kind of south, yeah. you know, towards towards the south side. So the crowds weren't as as big. Well, they were in sections, but not you know all not the, the same way as the first fifteen. Exactly, and so <laughs> so you're not getting that adrenaline from the crowd, and so you're starting to feel a little bit. You're starting to feel like okay, you know, my legs are okay, you know, and the adrenaline's starting to wear off a little bit. Now I got to work. Yeah. yeah, okay. There's there's you know, it's not Comiskey Park anymore, but now there's Allstate Field, or they might have changed it now. I'm like, okay, there are my socks. Okay, they're giving me the energy, and I'm, okay, yeah. I'm approaching eighteen, and all oh, the legs are starting to feel a little heavy, and then mile twenty was like. Punched in the face. (laughs) Yeah, hard, hard. hard. I mean, when I went through, I'm not kidding you. When I went through like mile 18, I I was still feeling good. I'm like, wow, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put my head down and just keep going. And then at mile 20, because again, we're idiots. We did, you know. I think I might have had a bagel, which you know, that's what. What's not bad. Yeah, it's not. But leading up to it, you know, my in my eating correctly? Am I hydrating enough? Am I having too many Pepsis and Snickers for breakfast versus, you know, you know what I mean? It was just, I had no idea what I was doing. For me, it's more like, um, like, oh, I love O's, you know, Uh O's. Uh I also love cinnamon toast crunch and fruity pebbles. Classic. So like crack an oat brand, (laughs) right? Not all the best things to eat before you run, but sometimes I still do it. Lucky charms makes me sick every time, but (laughs) They'll do it sometimes. Right. Like this is a bad decision. Here I go eating my lucky charms. <laughs> yeah. So I so I, I bonked. I mean, I, oh. I, I I bonked and I still managed to qualify. I mean, I I I, I mean, it was it was a sub three, which was still a shock to me. That's amazing, though. But you know, we I didn't know any. We we were just dumb. If you we could go just, back, things would be oh, so differently. Gosh. If I, mean, I could go back, I would have started training harder a lot sooner and believing in myself a lot sooner. So now it's like, Oh, I could have probably qualified four years ago. (laughs) So let's use that as a transition because then what was it that, that, that put the spark that said, come on, you can do this. I think the big thing. Okay. So after Boston, I ran like a three Oh five negative split. So naturally what would your next goal be? Sub three, sub three, next goal, sub three. So we signed up for the Seattle marathon. Okay. And, um, and at this point, Ryan's like, I, he's more intense, crazier than me at this point. <laughs> he's like following ginger runner all the time. And like, every time I come home from work, he's like watching ginger runner again. And I'm like, Oh dear Lord. Uh, Cause now this is like a whole new world to him. Yeah, and yeah. I've kind of grown up kind of in the running world. And right. So I just kind of ignore things. I don't really, <laughs> I do that a lot. Like if you would have asked me like people that I ran against in high school or college, I couldn't tell you their names. Right. Right. I can tell you my teammates names just sure, fine. But like, sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I've never been good at that. So he's gotten into it and I was like all these running people and their podcasts and all this stuff. Right. Right. And so that's our goal going into Seattle. And I was convinced in Seattle that I had a stress fracture on my foot because I'd never had one before. Okay. And I was like, oh, dang it. But I really want to break three hours. So we made it like a goal, like, okay, we're going to break three hours mm-hmm. and like, we're going to try to stay together. 
unless what our thing with each other is unless someone says like, okay, go. And then you say it like maybe more than once, just to be sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> not like go bye. <laughs> like, um, so that was the one where we got to the, like, I would say my foot, my foot bothered me from start to finish, but by mile 20 to 22, like mm-hmm. it hurt bad. Really? Um, and so I, I remember telling Ryan at this point, I knew he felt better than me. And I was like, I know you can go, but I really need you to stay with me. Like, I need you to stay with me yeah. because like my foot hurts so bad. And so we finish, we broke three hours and I knew at that point, I was like, I knew if I could run through that foot pain, it was not a stress fracture. I was, <laughs> it was totally not a stress fracture. I thought it was, it was a bone spur. It Ugh. was, it still didn't feel good. It's still painful. Um, it's very, I took like three months off straight off of running. Like I didn't run for three months after that. And it still hurt to walk around even after that three months. So it was hard to know like when to get back into it. Yeah. But I knew if I could break three hours with that much pain in my foot and like physically, I still felt fine. And Seattle's a hilly course. Yeah. Like it is not an easy course. I knew that I could go faster than three hours. Sure. So that was the first time like Ryan's like, okay, you got to try it. I mean, you broke three hours. Like that needs to be your goal. Like you can do it. So what and did you so, run in Seattle? What was, do you remember your time? Like a two fifty eight, maybe. Okay. I don't, I, mean, I can't tell you exactly. Just somewhere under three above two fifty five and under three. <laughs> um, so like I said, I, I can tell you what I ran at the trials. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> no, I actually, I can't. Oh, you I can't. can't I can tell you. Tell I, you. I can tell you what I ran qualifying for the trials, but I, yeah, so that was that the too. first. <laughs> that was the first that I kind of realized, okay, like this has to be a goal. Whether I hit it or not, it has to be a goal. And then he also said, so I kept that goal like to myself for quite a while, maybe like six months. And what year was Seattle? Months. What year? What year was that? Yeah, it all had to be the probably also 2016. Oh, so you did two marathons in two marathons in one year. We did Boston and then we did Seattle. I'm almost positive. 2016. Okay. Um, and then I took like a bunch of time off. So that was the start of it. And even after taking like all that time off, I, you start thinking that, well, now I lost fitness. And so I didn't really want to share my goal. So I remember, um, but after Seattle, you were like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to hit the qualifying standard. And like, it was like, <laughs> it's my goal. This was, it was like, yeah, sure. Like that was the first time that I like kind of believed Ryan, like, yeah, I do need to make that my goal, but it was still kind of like unreachable. Cause it was still 15 minutes. You were away. at the foot of the mountain looking up at the peak. Yeah. I was thinking. like, okay, I'm ready to try. That's a good way to say it. I was at the foot okay. of the mountain, like okay. ready to tackle this goal. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That was okay. Good. You can use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll use that again. <laughs> um, so we, went into like the next training block why wanting to run another marathon in 2017 like within that year um injuries backtracked us um because he 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 ran a sub three in seattle also right yeah 
Yeah. We yeah. ran together. We finished across the line together. Nice. That's the only race that we finished together. And bless his heart. I knew he could have beat me. Like he could have kept going, but like, I really appreciated that he like stayed with me, especially those. I remember those last two miles just being like, ah, um, yeah. So he also broke it. So, I mean, at this point he now has qualified for Boston Okay. because it was three, I think he had a break. I think he had to break three Oh five at that time to qualify, oh, yeah. yeah. but they were, were really only taking people three hours and down at that time. So he knew like, yeah, I could get a BQ, but the only way I'll actually get to race it is if I go under three. Right. So that worked out really well for him. Oh, good. Um, then we both wanted to run Ogden marathon in Utah. Oh yeah. So we're living in Idaho at this time. Okay. When, when I ran in Boston, when we ran in Seattle, we lived in Idaho, love Idaho might move back. Want to move back. We'll probably move back next year. We love Michigan. But, uh, we really miss Idaho. Um, so I had just kind of started training and I think we signed up for Ogden before running Seattle. Okay. So it was already on our race schedule. Schedule. Um, and I should not have run it. My foot was still hurt and I knew it. And we kind of made this decision. Ryan ended up pulling out because his hip had started bothering him that previous month. He had done a we had started doing some like trail running and he had done a trail run and kind of slipped on some snow and I being a physical therapist, I'm like, Oh, it's your hip flexor. It's your, it's fine. It's your <laughs> hip flexor. Just give it a few weeks off. Kept taking a few weeks off, kept not getting better. Long story short, he had his hip surgery. What? Yeah. He had to have a reconstruction of his whole like hip joint. So he pulled out of this Ogden race. So he never ran it. I ran it. I shouldn't have run it. Um, I ran another like 321. So I was like, well, I mean, I guess I qualified, but it was one of the most beautiful races I've ever run. Though. That's what I've heard. I've heard it Ogden's was beautiful. beautiful. You start up in the mountains. These always sound great. You start up in the mountains and you run <laughs> down the mountains. Ha ha ha. Your quads are going to scream. <laughs> like, yeah. Beautiful, gorgeous, awesome race. I was hurting so my foot actually did okay though. And I think that was like, I felt it, but it never got worse. And I remember going into that race saying like, I've never dropped out of a race. If it starts bothering me, I'm dropping out. And there was, this was still the bone spur, right? Yeah. This was the bone spur stuff. Um, so I had minimal, I probably had drained for eight weeks before this. That was okay. it. Because I took those three months off. Seattle was in around Thanksgiving. Okay. So I probably started training in March and this race is in like May. Right. Really stupid. Don't do things like that, kids. <laughs> um, but I paid for it. Gosh, darn it. And I was at least going to start it and try. Right. Right. And um, so that didn't go so great. Um, so at this point, I'd run two like races, marathons that were like around 320s. And then I'd run some really fast ones around three hours. Um, and now I didn't have a training partner because Ryan, because he's, he's, he's nursing a new hip. <laughs> he had surgery. Well, we poor guy, I kept being like, no, it'll keep getting, it'll get better. And it didn't. So we finally went and saw an awesome doctor and then he saw a really good surgeon and he got it fixed, but he didn't get it fixed. His surgery was in like September and this race was in May. 
Um, so he was out for like six months, not running or anything. Mm. Um, and then this leads us into, are we to my qualification race? So when did you, what, grandma's was two Grandma's was like qualified. 2019, right? 2019. That's okay. when I qualified. So Ogden was 17. Ogden was 17, maybe 18. Cause I didn't run a race for a while. It could have been in 2018. Um, that, that you ran Ogden. That I ran Ogden. Cause it might've been a year later. Cause grandma's is in October, right? Uh, June. June. Oh, it is? No, I really do think, I think it was a year and a half because, um, because Ryan couldn't run for a okay. really long time and he ran grandma's. So I, I don't think I raced for a year and a half almost. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but so, so you in Ogden, you said you ran 320 yeah. and then you didn't race again until grandma's. Is that right? Okay. This is nope. California. We missed California. Oh, okay. We did okay. run California international. And that was the big breakthrough again. So we ran Ogden. He didn't, I didn't do well. So that was 2017. So that would have been 2018. Okay. 2018. Then we ran California. Okay. His hip finally was doing better. He had had almost like nine months of training we had a great day that, that year at California, I ran a 252. So I cut off or maybe 251. I cut off like six, seven minutes. Yeah. I think eight minutes, um, okay. seven minutes. Yeah. Seven, eight. Um, and Ryan actually broke 250 and we both ran great. It was yeah. a great day. They had like a finish line at California where they have like a men's and a women's. And I remember Ryan, we're getting towards the end and I'm actually still doing pretty well. And Ryan's like, I think you're doing great as a female. You should go down like the women's only finish line. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'm like top 20. That was the year that like, I don't know, 50 ladies qualified for the trials that That's race. Right. Yeah. Like tons. I think I was like, I don't know what place I was. I was way back there though. <laughs> I thought I was doing great with like a 252. And really there was like a hundred ladies in front of me. <laughs> but that was like, that was the big breakthrough, California. That was like, okay, now we're only seven minutes away. Like we can do this. You're halfway um, up the mountain. <laughs> yeah. At this point, we're halfway up the mountain. I'm not at the pace anymore. Right. So it's getting more and more real. And I think that's what people whatever your career goals are or sure. athletic goals, like just start up that mountain. Cause that, you know, that can grow exponentially that goal. And you sometimes you need to get closer to even have it seem that was the first time that it seemed like, okay, now I know it's achievable. Attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas at Seattle, it's like, okay, yeah, that's my goal, but it still seemed really far off. So, 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 so from Ogden to CIM, and then from CIM to grandma's, correct? Yes. Okay. So when you look at those two different training blocks, mm -hmm. okay, what was like, what was, what was different and what was the same or was it the same? Um, Did you up your mileage, were you doing more, you know, more, more like, what were you doing that you were able to go from, um, 
you know, because you, you you said you went 251, 252 at CIM, mm-hmm. and then you hit the qualifying standard at Grandma. So, I mean, yeah. you're looking in about a year, a 14, 15 minute, you know, drop in your marathon time. Yeah. So before- Are you using steroids? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a good question. <laughs> so this is kind of cool because I think there's a couple of things. Okay. First, the first thing is- um, I think mentally just believing in yourself. I think that is a huge part of it. Just okay. like believing that you can do something. Um, but as far as training before Seattle, we, we did follow a plan before Seattle. And that was, um, I think we used like Hal Higgins, maybe Hal, okay. one of his training yeah. plans. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, okay. but I do know for sure before California, we used Sage Canaday, one of the oh, ultra marathon mm-hmm. runners. Yep, he has yep. like plans. And so we paid for one of his just generic plans right? Um, before California. And we stuck to it fairly good. Yeah. There was, I worked four tens when I was in Idaho. Okay. So I worked really long days. And I mean, that's four tens, like clocked in, clocked out. That doesn't count like the drive time. Sometimes it took me to get to where my job started. Sure. Um, and by, so by four work, tens, you mean four 10 hour work days or 10 hour days. Right. Yeah. And so I would work really long days and sometimes we'd like get, I'd get home, especially on a Friday after working 40 plus hours a week. And I remember like driving home and it's only like a five or six minute drive and just saying to myself, like, I hope Ryan doesn't want to run tonight. That way it's an out. <laughs> We, we can just move the, or I hope he doesn't want to do the hard workout tonight and we can move it to tomorrow. So like we did switch things a bit because like we'd be tired or so we'd, we'd push this back or we would take an extra off day. I would say we followed Sage Candidate's plan like 90%, 95% of the time. Like we were pretty good with it. Yeah. Um, but there was a good 5% at least minimum, maybe 10, but at least five <laughs> that like we didn't follow because right. we were tired. We were, we were enablers. I'd get home. I'd be like, do you want to run? And he'd be like, Oh, I was hoping you didn't want to. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to. Okay, Let's just take this day off. The pizza's on its way. Come on. The pizza's up. We love pizza. Right. Yes. The pizza was on its way. <laughs> so that, um, that helped us with California, I think get really fast because we did follow his plan. That was much more structured mm-hmm. after California. When I knew it was like, um, like definitely achievable. And I knew I would probably need to have a coach, like an actual coach and not just follow a plan that I can change when I right, want. Right. Right. And so even before that, I, we had been like kind of looking at options for coaches and different coaching and you coach, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think this is really big and this is a big, I'm not plugging for him, but it's a big plug for you because (laughs) it makes a big difference in a runner's. I don't care what level you are in a runner's growth, having a personal coach, not just a paper that says what to do, when to do it, having a personal coach that puts something into final surge that texts you or sends you a Google doc of like workouts. And then they follow you on Strava. They follow you on final surge. Like this is a huge difference because when we were at the airport after California, we were going back and forth. And I knew that my college coach, Karen Lutsky, she had maybe two or three years 
earlier started a running club and started an online coaching program. And I trusted her. I knew that she knew who, like how I ran. She knew my background. She knew a lot about me. She knew about my personality. She was with me for five years. So um, I remember sitting in the airport, calling my old coach. I saw her phone number, thank God. And <laughs> I hadn't talked to her since my wedding, probably. So wow. this was like 10 years before, nine years, eight years. I don't know, something like that and calling her. And I hadn't decided for sure that I was like, I just wanted to talk to her about it. Um, cause I knew she'd have good advice. Keep in mind, Idaho, if anybody knows Idaho, there's not a lot of people, <laughs> there's not a lot of runners. There's not a lot of coaches. Um, now they have like the Idaho distance project that wasn't there when I was first like trying, right. Right. Like, set my goals high. Like that wasn't an option. And that was based in a completely different city. That city would have been an hour, 45 minutes away. Like, even if they were based there, I don't, I don't know if that would have been appropriate for me. So anyway, call my coach. She didn't answer. I left a voicemail. (laughs) She called me back and I didn't really say anything in the voicemail other than like, Hey coach, this is Libby. Just wondering how you're doing. Um, wondering if you could call me back. She calls me back, leaves me a voicemail because I don't know if I was on the plane or what at that point. And her voicemail was literally something like this. Libby, hey, great to hear from you. This is Coach Lutsky. I hope you're trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. (laughs) That's what she said. And I was like, holy crap. Like, that is what I'm trying to do. And like by her saying that, and I think this is a big thing for coaches, by a coach saying like, like being bold and just saying like, yeah. this is what, like, this is what I hope you're doing. Like, I hope this is why you're calling me. It, I had faith that she thought I could do it right right there. Deal sealed the deal. Like you were like, I've got, I've got the climbing gear now and I've got the, the, yes. the confidence from the coach. It's all I need. Yeah, I'm ready. She thinks I can do it. And so yeah. that leading into that, that made the difference between California and grandma's now I have my old coach coaching both of us again. Okay. She knows if I don't do a run and <laughs> she knows if I switch a run around because it doesn't show up. Right. And so now you have that accountability. Yeah. And before it was this Ryan and I accountability and we had big goals and we, we, we got really far with them, but sometimes you can only go so far and you need like someone else to be like the one pushing you to pushing. And absolutely. So, like that was the biggest change out of anything. Mileage maybe increased a smidge, but nah, not really. Right, really, right. it was the consistency. And if something did start to bother us or me or Ryan, she could make changes on the fly. Whereas if you're just following a written program, you don't have that. You have to try to figure that out and there's no one to bounce that off of. So for me, that was the biggest, biggest difference. And, and you know, hundred percent of the time, hundred percent of the time, many of my athletes or, or just folks like us, like you have a plan in place and you're like, okay, I have to do that. I may not like it, but I have to do that because that's what the plan says. Okay. Now with a coach, I can say, Hey coach, I've got this on Tuesday, but you know what? I'm traveling Tuesday for work and and I don't have time to do that. What can, what, what can we do? Or it's, it's, I'll often ask my athletes, 
you need to let me know when you're traveling because what I don't want you to do, like if you need to take a rest day, you take a rest day. Yeah. But if, you, if, if we can get a workout in, it doesn't have to be the six by six minute fart leg. We can make the adjustment and you're still yep. going to get a workout in. And at least mentally, you're, you're, you're not beating yourself up because you missed a workout. Exactly. That part, you know, like you said a, a, a couple of times, that mental game is just as, it can be a, it can be a positive and it can also be a very, a, a very big negative. And oh, yeah. having that coach, like you said, just one believing in you and being able to say, okay, let's make some changes. Let's make some adjustments. Yep. And that's huge. That's yeah. Huge. And we sat and we talked a long time about like what my mileage had been, not just for, and this is important if you're looking for a coach, like we were on the phone, like once we were trying to set things up and she, I mean, she hadn't talked to me for, she had no idea what I'd been doing really yeah, for yeah. nine years. So kind of talking about like what I, what we just talked about everything leading up from college to now, like, what did you do? How many miles? What, like what's working, what's not like, that's important. I think as a, as a coach, um, to do with their athletes to figure out like, okay, like where to go from here. So yeah, it makes a huge difference. I so, think. So, so, um, she's the, the mastermind behind red cedar running, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. And I, I coach, sorry, if you listen, but, um, <laughs> I have only three I listeners. Think so. <laughs> she, um, I think it was some of her former athletes at the college she coaches. Now she coaches as a small D three college wanted to keep running. And I think kind of talked her into doing it. Maybe I'm not sure. It'd be really interesting for me to add. I think that's kind of how it started. And so she started her own coaching program so she could keep coaching after, after her athletes left college. And so, um, yeah, that's been, that's been really, really neat, even in the sense where like when you coach your athletes, do you, do you guys ever have like group runs or different activities that you guys do as like, or does it depend on the athlete, I guess? Right now, all of, all of my adult athletes are all in different parts of the the country. So that makes it a little difficult. Yeah. They're they're all virtual. I also coach at, at, at a high school school. cross country and track. And so that's a little different, obviously, but yeah, it's, look at you, you did the research too. A little bit. I was like, I gotta know a little bit about them. Um, so with, with, with my adult athletes, it's a little more difficult. And there are yeah. some, there are some opportunities when I know if, if, you know, they're going to be in the same area that, oh. that I'll say, Hey, you know what, here's, you know, so-and-so maybe get together with so-and-so and, yeah. and or the and, same race that can always be. Yes. Nice yes. Too. Yes. Has, has that happened? It could in the future though. It could. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to remember yeah. if it has or has it. Um, but yeah, so, so that hasn't happened yet, but um, you know, it's just, I would think a matter of time before that does. That does yeah. Happen. Eventually I'm sure it will. And that's the thing, like we were still out in Idaho at that time and pretty mm-hmm. much most of her runners are based in Michigan. Some of them have moved okay. to Colorado or somewhere down in Alabama. So like we, we couldn't do any of those like kind of team things or the races that like she'll kind of promote, like, Hey, this is an organization that supports us. Let's try to run their race. Like we could never do that. But what was nice is on Strava, you know, they created a little club okay. or, or there's like a Facebook group where I all of a sudden was getting like 
positive messages from Sarah or from Nicole or from Andrew, like, Hey, great workout or great. And so it was kind of neat. And then I could leave them positive messages, even though we were really far apart. It was, it did kind of create like more positive reinforcement and more like encouraging and encouraging other people. And so that was, that was neat. Um, and then we moved back here last year and (laughs) everything got shut down. So I still have only barely seen any of them. (laughs) That's okay. What a what a crazy year. So then so then you reconnect with your coach yep. and, and pronounce her last name again. Lutsky. Lutsky. So Lutsky. Yeah. Lutsky. Um Lutsky, I don't know. <laughs> K-E. Lutsky. You reconnect with her and you're you're all in. I'm like, yeah. I'm 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 gonna chase 245. Yep. So you get to grandma's, mm-hmm. which was so June of 2019 correct yes okay uh how are you feeling going into that what's your mindset how are you physically what's you know what's paint the picture questions (laughs) so she had just been coaching us now for maybe six months after california because california was 2018 right that's that's in uh yeah that's because that's later in the year yeah that's december and then this was june so it's been about six months um I've signed up for grandma's. I've also signed up for Chicago. That's right. That's right. Because, well, many reasons. Because <laughs> I wanted to have like multiple opportunities. Right. That was right. the biggest reason. And I got, I got injured. It wasn't a terrible injury, but it was leading a up terrible to time leading into grandma's. Yes. So I was getting a little excited about like working out and doing like being better at like lifting and doing the little things. And I'm like doing this and I'm a therapist, physical therapist. So I like come up with all these creative that I think are really neat strengthening things. So I decided I'm going to do these, you know, that that core exercise, like the bicycle core exercise. uh I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it with a TheraBand around my feet. And then I'm just going to go at it. So I'm not only getting like my core, I'm getting my legs and my ankles. I totally pulled my anterior tib muscle bad, not good. So like I couldn't lift my foot without like super bad pain. And and how far out from, from grandma's was this? We are now like six weeks. So we're in the part of a training block in a marathon where you need to start being that all the 18 to 22 miles, like that's when it happened right before all those miles. So I was in great shape up until this point. Um, and so going into grandma's, I actually only ran one 20 mile run. Does it? One. Interesting. Well, how many, how many did you, how many 18 milers did you get in? No, you're shaking your head. (laughs) I almost wish I would have pulled it up before talking. I might've done like one 18 miler. So you had maybe wasn't many. Right. So you may maybe had two long runs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I probably had like a 15 or 16 before I injured myself. Okay. And then I'm not sure if we tried an 18 and then a 20. Okay. Uh-huh. To kind of like gradually go up. Right. right like right. a 16. We might've done like a 15, 15, 16, 20 or 15, 18, 20 just to see what my foot would do. Right. 
I cross trained like a mad woman. Yeah. It was. And I hate cross training. Like I hate it. But the good thing is because it was just that bringing my foot up that Uh dorsiflexion of Mm -hmm. the foot, I was able to bike really hard. Okay. So I was biking a lot and, um, and then I was able to do the elliptical pretty hard too, because I didn't actually have to lift my foot up. I could just sit it right on it. And when I finally did run, I had it like taped up. And so going into grandma's, I was like, well, God, like, (laughs) this is all you, because clearly I don't feel like I'm prepared enough. Like if I'm going to do this, I don't feel prepared enough. So I was like, if it's in your will, God, like this is this, I think it could happen. Right. I right. know I'm still in good fitness, but there's a big difference between oh, being able to get five runs between 16 and 22 miles and like two. Right. Um, and the rest is on an elliptical and a bike. Um, so on that day, so going into it, I actually like flying out. I was like, this is going to be great. Ryan's Ryan had just gotten injured like two weeks before his IT band again. And, um, he just needs to rip off that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need that darn IT band. So long story short, I, we go out there and I'm like, you know, right now I'm healthy. So I had a mantra. I remember with a few workouts that I did have leading up to it the last few weeks, I just remember like this mantra came up and I used the mantra. I am healthy. I am blessed. I am going to run my best. So whatever it was, like that was my mantra. I'm healthy. I am blessed. I'm going to run my best because I wasn't injured at this point. I didn't get the training I wanted to, but I I was healthy. And so that morning got there. My dad and my mom were there. My dad, I somehow convinced to run another marathon, poor man. He's like almost 60 at this point <laughs> and he had been injured. So he probably shouldn't have bless his heart. Um, so I have like two supportive guys with me and my mom's like trying to cheer me on and we get going and it was great weather. Mm-hmm. We didn't have wind, maybe like a hair warm but really I run okay when it's a little warm. Okay. Um, and it was, it was good weather. And I remember we started off and I was clicking off, like I had to run six fifteen, and I was clicking off like six ten, six fifteen. I was trying not to go out too hard because I didn't want to make that mistake, especially since I didn't have anything to base off of. And Ryan was with me up until about mile 13, 14. Okay. And he said out the gate, he felt crappy. (laughs) He did not feel well. And he also doesn't run well in the heat. And it was like just a little bit warmer than probably would be ideal for him. And he had been injured. And so he didn't get very good training at that point. And so he finally at about mile 14, I, I, slowly left him. And I think I told him a few times, like, come on, Ryan, come up here. You got this. And then it was like, he's like, go, it's your day. He kept saying from the gun, Libby, it's your day. It's your day. Yeah. And so once again, I'm going to cry. He was like cheering me on, like telling me that I could do it. Yeah. And, um, and between that 
it's your day and the mantra that I had already come up with. Yeah. I knew it was going to get hard at mile 20, 18, 20, whatever it is. And so I knew that that was going to be rough and, um, I was going to have to push through it. And thankfully my legs had it that day where I I could push through it Yeah, because some days they don't. And that day they did. And, um, I use crowds a lot to pump me up. And in Boston, (laughs) at the end of Boston, I remember like putting my fist up in the air and like everybody, for some reason, loved that. I was just so excited at the end of Boston and the crowd is like, so I was like, when I hurt really bad with like a few miles left, I remember I was like, I'm going to use a crowd. So I like, I put my fist up and like people cheered me on it. Just like those little things just get you going just a little bit farther, like just to the next five minutes and breaking it down. And at the halfway point and at the 16 mile point, I knew I had a little bit in the bank as far as time. So I was like, if I can just stay 615, I can do it. If I can just stay 615. And I was somehow able to stay 615. So I was able to hit 4330, <laughs> the one number I remember, <laughs> 4331 or something like that. And I did it. And it was like an awesome feeling. I always imagined Ryan was going to like come across the line with me. Sure. Didn't work out that perfectly. But I mean, other than that, it was, it was an awesome day. And, and, that, so and, that, and that course is, it's not completely flat either. There are some roles, yeah. there are some roles. Um, but I would say for me, it's about, I mean, as flat as you can get. Sure, um, sure. Pretty darn close. And the roles are kind of a little bit more towards the end. Oh, there's a couple of them, but like California is a lot rollier. Right. In right. my opinion, compared to grandma's. So anyway, so that's so, the qualifying so you, one. You hit the, yeah, you hit the 243. And yeah. so again, from Seattle to grandma's i mean you dropped what seven nine seven minutes again yeah right but in total 14 minutes oh yeah you know in in totality you dropped 14 minutes and so when you when you kind of think back at that that chunk of time and you and, and and you know now that the mental game was a big piece of of you being able to kind of unlock your own potential you you hit 243 right 21 is that right 243 31 i think oh 31 31 yeah right around there so i had like a minute and a half cushion which was like i was hoping to just you know break 245 so the fact that i had like all that extra time yeah with in my opinion not an ideal training block right right like what's next you know what i mean i don't know let's see But, but you, 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 had, you had this, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's great progress. I mean, that's, that's a big chunk of time. And so, you know, thinking back, what was it, was the, when you look at the training and the mental game, was it 90, 10, 90, well, maybe not that much because hmm. you have to train yeah. for the marathon, but you know, like what, what, how would you, what how would you, difference? yeah. What was the breakdown? Like what, when you, when you kind of think back on it, you know, oh, that's a good question. You know, was it, was it like you, obviously you have the physical gift, Yeah. but you know, it was that, that confidence versus, yeah. yeah. That confidence believing versus like the training. Um, 
what would I give it? I would probably give it if I was saying from Seattle mm-hmm. to grandma's mm-hmm. that like 14 minute, probably, probably 60% mental. Okay. I would say probably about 60% mental and 40% like training. Okay having Ryan to push me, sure, having sure, coach, sure. I would say 60, I would say, I would say more mental than physical, um, because running builds on itself. So sure. you should gradually, you know, get better to a point to a certain age, I guess. But, um, but to have a big jump like that, yeah, I would say definitely more mental than physical, than physical. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm always, even with my own running or when I, Back back when I was yeah you know, you know running <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, when I look back on it I know that if I just had applied a little more confidence or just said you know you can you you got to risk we tell the kids now you got to risk it for the biscuit yeah you know, risk it for the biscuit you you've put in the work you're healthy you're there there's nothing wrong with going out there and seeing what you can do and yeah. you know I think that's such an important piece in hearing you tell that story, Libby, because there are, <laughs> there are, there are so many ways to apply this when you're standing at the foot of the hill and you're looking up at the mountaintop and you're thinking, God, that's very insurmountable. But for you that, that like, I'm not saying you didn't put in the work because you did, yeah. but you had, you had, I mean, you, you were able to do a lot. I mean, you were able to do a lot in, in what I would think is a, is a, is a, um, not a short period of time, but you, you, you got it done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it is. And I think it maybe even could have come soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, that's just... where it's like, looking back now, it's like, shoot, I could have done this eight years ago. Right. But right. I also don't know, like, I do think that there is something to be said about just having some easy years of running. Absolutely. I think, like I said, I've, I've had like those minor injuries that took out like maybe three weeks of exactly what I wanted to do, but I haven't had any major, like knock on wood, I haven't had any major injuries. And I think some of that maybe could be because I did just run easy for several years after college right. and just let my body just do what it did. And I don't no, I know. Th- I think you're right. I think, I think there's a lot to be said for being smart when you're younger and your body's still developing yeah. and you're not putting it through too much stress and, yeah. you know, because there's definitely a lot of stories of, especially high school, even collegiate runners that burn out and then oh, yeah. they leave college and then, you know, they don't have, they don't have any, they don't have anything left. Yeah. They don't want to even compete or even run a race like ever. So you qualify to the trials, like yeah. you cross the finish line, 243. I'm in like, what's that feel like? I was just smiling ear to ear. I just remember smiling ear to ear. I remember because you cry at the beginning of races. I cried at the beginning. Yeah. So no crying here. I am just happy. (laughs) I I cried 26.2 miles ago. That's done. (laughs) So yeah, I'm happy. And I know that my dad's back there somewhere and my husband's back there somewhere. And I can't wait to tell them. And grandma's actually had quite a big crowd towards the end. It was actually really nice. And I remember as I was coming towards the finish, I knew my mom was going to try to be somewhere and I didn't know where she would be. And 
she's not like the, she can cheer loudly, but when there's tons of people, it's not like she has the most grandiose voice ever. And so I knew she was somewhere because as I was coming in that last quarter mile, I could hear her cheering. And that like, I was like, I can hear my mom cheering for me. I'm 33, but I'm just, my heart is bursting. And so I knew that she was going to try to find me. So that's the first person that I got to hug and like, I did it. (laughs) And then the other, the other good thing is I knew Ryan would have no idea if I got it or if I didn't, because he ended up running, I think like a 252. And so like I could have run a 248, like he he had no clue. So just waiting for him and then my dad to come through. It was really neat. So, That's great. And the, yeah. the, the, that you were able to share that. I mean, everybody, yes. you know, had, had this, this cool little role in, in helping you get across the finish line. And it was neat because when we crossed the finish line, you know, there's always people around you, but you knew any of the girls you saw around you qualified. So we were going around like, you did it. Yeah. High five, high five. You, you know, we were just like all pumping each other up. Like, I'll see you in Atlanta. <laughs> so it was, it was a cool experience. Just how, like how many anybody. qualified at grandma's. Do you remember like mm, how many, how many, women? I don't, n- not nearly as many as that year at CIM, at CIM but yeah. probably like 20. 20? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, there was a good chunk of women yeah. that did that in that race. And that was exciting. So, yeah. So I didn't end up running Chicago. So this Obviously. is where coach <laughs> makes a difference. So I'd already signed up. Ryan had already signed up. Um, and it was like, Libby, you already had a hard effort. I ran well at California. That was in December. I then PR'd again and ran well at grandma's in June. She's like, like that, let your, you already did it. You already qualified. Like you don't need to run Chicago. (laughs) And I'm like, duh, but I want to, cause you're on this runner high that you, you know, but I think sitting out in Chicago was, was good for me. I was able to get a good break and I was able to, um, do well. Right. 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 And you also, your body needs to recover. Yeah. Yep. So you get the qualifier, you know, you're going to Atlanta. Yeah. You're not, you're not sponsored. Oh, correct. No, (laughs) no, don't, don't piss off. There's, there's, I'm asking this for a specific. (laughs) (laughs) One of the cool things about the, the, the trials that, um, was very evident for anybody that went to, to the trials is Tracksmith provided, you know, they uniforms. Did. I got to wear Tracksmith swag for, for those runners that are amateurs that weren't, you know, um, sponsored. Weren't sponsored. And it was really neat. And the fact that they held to what they said, just like Atlanta held to what they said was phenomenal because Tracksmith, I think it was like the, within 12 months of the trials, they were like, if anybody qualifies, We'll give you a small stipend and we'll give you a uniform at the trials. And for, I think for a lot of us runners who were were not sponsored, we don't have any, like in my races, I'm wearing just a regular tank top with random shorts, like to look like you have a nice uniform, even for like high schoolers, like having a nice high school uniform or college athlete uniform, like you look good, you feel good. Like I'm going to race good. Um, 
That's why I you had know, my matching outfit for Chicago. See, exactly. <laughs> you, you were like, you were subtly. And so you look good, you feel good. You're going to go out good. And then no more crowd. And then I was but... far, far <laughs> from elite, not subtly. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a good well, time though. Yeah. But okay. So, so, so go ahead and finish what you were saying about Tracksmith and uh, no, so just I feeling was super good. Yeah. appreciative of Tracksmith, like supporting us in that way. Like that made a, like, that was huge. It was an awesome They I, first, I loved the uniform. Oh, they were I great. I probably would have worn anything that they would have given me, but I loved that they, I mean, it was red, white, and blue. How cool is that? And it was just their classic white sash and I thought it was neat. And I know I've heard people say like, oh, it was everybody in the back or tracks. And you know what? It's like, guess what? I don't care. We worked our butts off to get there. And in any other race, we would be in the front. So right. <laughs> back off. Um, it was, I, I like what Tracksmith is doing. Actually, I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. Yeah. I was going to um, say, I, I didn't see the little rabbit though. <laughs> I know. There oh, go. there it is. That's a little, it's on the sleeve on this one. Um, I, I like how they're trying to support people coming up. Absolutely. And it's neat Absolutely. To see. Who, who, and they're who, doing it with the track and field yep, yep. trials now too, which is neat. Who, who, who was, who was downplaying all the track Smith people in the I bag? don't know. You just read blogs sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and there's always people poo-pooing on people and you're like, come on, be supportive. But you, you mean you, um, you earn the right to be there. Yeah. 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 And so, I thought they did a great job and I, the uniforms were so comfortable. Like they were well-made. Um, yeah. yeah I, own a couple, a really I own a couple of their lying on the floor here somewhere um, of their, of their gear. And I really like it. And um, yeah. I just wish it wasn't so expensive. so expensive. I know. And that's the thing. And I feel like it's kind of hit or miss for the price. I feel like you kind of got to know like, Oh, that worked really well. Mm, that one didn't work so good, but every company, I mean, Nike, you buy it's hit or miss. It falls apart or it stays together. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. So they always do these, these commemorative shirts or specific shirts for the different marathons, like New York, Boston, yes. Chicago. And so I think it was two years ago, they had a really cool, one for Chicago, but they weren't selling it online. It was just being ah. sold at the expo. And I even emailed the company. I said, is there any way I could, they're like, eh. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Dang it. You got to ask. Sometimes it doesn't hurt. You just hey, ask. Sometimes you receive. That's how you, <laughs> that's how you end up on my podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so take, 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 I don't know if that's a gift or a curse. <laughs> it might be both. <laughs> so you get to Atlanta. When did you get there? When did, when, when did you make the plane tickets? When, like, when yeah. did, like all that, tell me. We bought those plane tickets. Cause grandma's in June, June. and then we the trials were February, February 29th. The fall. Yeah. Okay. We bought the plane tickets in the fall. We knew that Atlanta, when they got the trials hosting it, they had promised that nobody would have to pay for the race. And they had also promised like, like an entry fee. Yeah. They, oh, wow. Well, and they promised like no, they promised that the athletes wouldn't have to pay like room and board. Okay. So they would uh, cover your hotel. They'd cover hotel and travel. Gotcha. They held to it as much as they could for how yeah. many people ended up qualifying. They're I like, was really impressed. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised they were able to hold to it as well as, as good as they were. What they ended up doing is you could either get like, a pretty decent stipend to help out with travel. And then you would room with another athlete. So I would room with another lady who qualified. Des Linden. 
I wish. (laughs) (laughs) She would be annoyed by me, I'm sure. Um, Then we would have that room paid for, or you could get your own room and then you'd have to pay for your own travel. Gotcha. So for me, and I feel like probably most runners, you're going to be pretty particular with who you stay with and (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you don't want to, I don't have a lot of, what do you call them? I'm not super, super, um, you don't have any quirks and yeah, I don't have like a lot of quirks or a lot of things that I have to do before a race, mm. or if I don't do it, or I have superstitions to superstitions, or, or I don't have yeah. super, thank you. I don't have like a lot of superstitions, but I feel like sleeping with a random person, like <laughs> that could go very wrong. You know what I mean? Even if you don't have a lot of superstitions, like maybe that person has a million superstitions and then you're up because they're I don't know what they're doing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, or they wake up at three in the morning because they can't sleep and then they have to get everything ready. And so I knew that I wanted Ryan to stay in my room because that's what I'm used to. And so I, I guess I do have, he that knows, yeah. I don't want to have a random roommate, not before an event like that. No, if it was no. like, I that 5k in, in, in Michigan, maybe. In Michigan. Awesome. You know, if it was a race that like I was doing for like the fun of it or to like promote running and encourage other people to run and just like trying to create community hundred percent. I'm in, um, this was but not before the trials right. do that. <laughs> However, I did run in, I'm sure you heard that Nike was giving out, um, their alpha alpha fly. Shoes. Oh, no, I, uh, think so. Maybe, maybe it's been a year. So, So, um, anybody who qualified could go and get the brand new shoes that weren't available to anybody. The, um, the Nike alpha fly, right. Like prototype that qualify or broke two hours in whatever. Um, so I ended up actually running in those shoes. I'd never run in them ever. That's a big no, no, don't do that people. But for me, it worked. It was great. Um, so, so you, you, you land in Atlanta, you, you go to the Nike place, you get the shoes and you're like, I'm going to run this. I'm kind of, I guess so. I tried them on. I did like the, the three mile shakeout the day before. Okay. I was like, I just want to see what they feel like. If I really don't think they're going to, what's hard is like in a three or four mile run, a lot of times you don't see what's going to be wrong with the shoes. So I was like, it's a toss up. Like, I don't know, (laughs) but I figured I was like, I'm not. I'm not vying for top 10. So I have nothing to lose. Like if my foot turns blue or I need to chuck the shoe halfway through the race, it's like, I'm, I, I was going to go for it. So right, 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 I went right. for it. You're going to risk it for the biscuit. I risked it for the biscuit. Yeah. So, um, so when did you land in Atlanta? What did, when, when did you guys get I there? got it? Let's see. We raced on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I landed on Wednesday. Okay. On Thursday. I made sure to land early mm-hmm. because, oh, I didn't tell you this before grandma's, our flight got canceled. Oh, geez. So we actually had planned to fly in, not the day before, like two days before. Gotcha. So that we could do our shakeout run and our flight got canceled and there were no flights. And so we had to fly in the day before oh. for grandma's. And so that's like kind of stressful. Cause now what if something happens with that flight? Like I'm screwed. I can't race. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. I can't drive there fast enough. Like there's no way. 
So we made sure with Atlanta that we flew in the first day that we could, that I would have my hotel paid for. And I think gotcha. it was like two days before nice. that way, if something happened and it got canceled, well, I still was there the day before you had a buffer. Um, yeah. I had a buffer and everything was great. It was yeah. What, what, where, 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 where did you, where did they put you up? Where, which hotel? We were in, um, we were in the hotel right next to the CNN building, the big CNN. Oh, okay. Okay. Center. I know. Yep. 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 Which is right by the start. Right by, I mean, yeah. literally got out and you were right at the, right start. There at the start. Yeah. It yeah. was beautiful. <laughs> it was so great. They did a great job. Um, yeah. So the and morning we, trials, so it's Saturday or, Saturday. or Friday night. What time do you go to bed? Um, you remember? I try to go by like kind of early, but not really early. Cause I, I didn't go to bed super early, probably 10 30, okay. maybe 11. Cause the trials race that what didn't start until noon. Right. Right. So for right. me, that's perfect because I like to sleep in more. Right. Um, right. And because I was on, I lived in, I had lived in Idaho. So I was still kind of, my time zones were, we had just moved to Michigan like six weeks before. Okay. So we moved in the middle of trials training. Not ideal. <laughs> we got stuck in Laramie, Wyoming. They shut down the interstates. We got stuck in Laramie for two days in a row. And I was like running on a treadmill in Laramie because of like snowstorms. Terrible. Anyway, so we moved right before the trials. But I was still kind of on Idaho time, like that mountain time zone, because uh-huh. I wasn't working yet. Um, I hadn't started my other job. So um it worked great. So I I stayed up probably like 10, 10 30, slept into probably eight, eight thirty, yeah. um, made sure I got a good breakfast, um, did a little like shakeout walk yeah. thing. Um knew it was windy, knew it was, it was, it was, a, it was brisk. <laughs> it was brisk is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I tried to keep thinking, oh. We, where did we eat the night before? I just ate what I, so they provided food for us. So that was another benefit of Atlanta. They let the athletes have their own food. So like, I would just go in and the night before, I think they took us to the, the Coke, the Coke, the Coke museum museum was the night before. No, the night before they took us to the aquarium. aquarium. So two nights before we went to the Coke one and then we went to the aquarium. And although I sound like I talk a lot and I'm really friendly, I like just eat by myself because I, I feel weird. And I felt like everybody already knew each other. I kind of felt like an outsider. It was a little weird. Like the first day um, of school. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, I'll sit here and eat by myself. And then a really nice girl came over to me and, you know, she talked at, at, at the, um, at the night before dinner. Right. Right. And then the good boys club from Chicago, Denver, Colorado sat at my table. So I did get to meet them and they were all really cool too. Um, so just, I eat until I'm full. I'm not super particular about like, Oh, I can only eat this much or only like when I'm full, then I'll eat then dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm done. So, um, yeah, I try to keep everything pretty normal as much as I could. Um, which for me is not real picky. Right. Right. Um, so, so then on race day, were you just hanging in the hotel room until it was time to get down and check room. in and yep. okay. 
And then we were supposed to check in at a certain time. Everybody checked into the same tent. Um, and we had a couple ladies who were pregnant in our tent. And then you saw them on the course. The coolest thing. So the day before they have this huge meeting and they're like, these are all the rules and these are all. And like Atlanta was so organized. I mean, this meeting lasted like well over an hour going through all the rules. Like it was crazy. Um, and just like the flow of things and how things would happen. And I remember one lady asking specifically, like, well, if I go to the tent, can I come back out of the tent? And like, she's like asking like kind of these random questions. I was like, I don't get why she's asking these questions. Well, we're in the tent and this lady's breastfeeding. (laughs) She's breastfeeding her baby. It literally could not have been over two months old. And I'm like, that's why she was asking. Cause she was trying to figure out how to get the baby to breastfeed. But then I was like, I am with an awesome group of ladies here. Like this is an awesome group of ladies. And it just made me feel like, like we're unstoppable. Yeah, like, it yeah. doesn't matter if you're pregnant. It doesn't matter if you're breastfeeding. It doesn't right. matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter if you're super fast, like Alphine or Des or, you know, Sally, like we're going to rock it. Right. Like, it, was right. Neat. it was really cool. Um, so th- we had this little track we could kind of like loop around on our warm up, And I remember like seeing Des Linden and a couple of like the big names and you're like, you know, slightly starstruck, right. um, <laughs> slightly, but like you're doing the same thing as them. You're like, this is real. Like granted, she's going to be way in front of me, but I'm going to work my butt off just as hard as she's working her butt <laughs> off. I'm just right, not right. at the same level. Right. Um, so it was really neat just seeing people also be respectful. Like people weren't trying to like bug other people. Like they were giving them their space, knowing like, you know, I'm here to run my fastest. They're here to run their fastest. So that was kind of neat to see. Um, I would think that at that level and for that race that you couldn't, I mean, that has to be what happens, you know? Yeah. Like you sure would hope so. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if, 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 if I'm at the trials and I'm running and I see, you know, Galen Rupp or, you know, Jared Ward or any of these, you know, fast guys, I mean, I would hope they look at me and go, Hey, I mean, I know on any given day, I'm, I'm going to own you, but you're here. Exactly. (laughs) I respect, I respect that, that, I respect the game, even though I'm going to you know, outrun you. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You know, oh, I, totally. I still respect the fact that these are the trials you, you put in the work you got here, but exactly. you know, like the state meet, you know, you know what the fastest teams are, the fastest individuals, yep. but I still respect the fact that you, that you're here. So that's and that great. You made it and that you're going to yeah. run your fastest race that you can run today. And that was, that's what was kind of neat about it was yeah. just like, everybody was out there try like they were competing with each other but they were also like trying to you know be supportive be supportive and so that was really neat um i i mean they line us up like 15 minutes before the race starts and then they keep like pushing you back and then you like you go back forward again then they like push everybody back again and i'm like this is like, I'm glad I'm in the back because <laughs> I don't, I'm not getting super squished by everybody. I've got a little bit of space back here. Um, but I mean, you know, that gun gets ready to go off and I'm crying because <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> now we're like a whole new level. I wasn't sobbing, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely tears like it's for real. Um, 
I was also lucky because I did know one person going into that race. Her name's Katie Sheeman and she had run at LA. Um, and I ran with her husband. He ran at central when I ran at central. And so that's kind of how our circles crossed. So that was neat. Just being able to kind of be with her in the tent and be by her at the start line. She had just had a baby that previous year. So she knew her goal was like going to be different than mine, but she'd done all this before. So for me, it was nice. Like this is no big deal. She's done it. Like it kind of made it like less stressful and more fun. So Um, she had run the trials in LA and LA. Yeah. She had run it four years previously. Um, so that was her second trials. Um, so yeah, you know, wiping away the tears. (laughs) So gun goes off. Gun goes off. No, well, I'm assuming they did the star spangle or the national anthem, right? Oh yeah. Because we were, we were, we, we were, like a mile down the road. So we didn't hear any of that. Okay. Um, but the gun goes off. Then what? How are you feeling? Gun goes off and we're not moving real fast because I'm in the <laughs> back and I'm okay with that. I'm enjoying everything. The gun goes off though. And I'm sure this was like this where you were a mile into the race from mile like zero, like gun going off to probably mile eight. And especially where the buildings were really high, mm-hmm. um, the crowd, what I have, I mean, Boston was loud when you got to the end of Boston, it was, it was loud. Like the trials were deafening. Like, like I actually started to get a headache. It was so loud. Yeah. The, the fans were incredible. They were screaming so loud. It was like, I, I honestly started to get a headache because I was like, in a good way, I was happy, right, I had right. a headache, but it was like, they, it was, I've never been in like so many people so loud in such a small space in between like the taller buildings. And even though it was windy, like the wind wasn't carrying it very far. It was just all there. Right. It was incredible. Race starts. There's a sharp turn to the left. Mm-hmm. I thought somebody fell. Because all of a sudden we almost halted to a stop in the back and I've gone back and I've looked and I haven't seen anybody fall. I think just because there was a big group of us and we were so close together with that sharp turn, it, everybody, by the time we got like pretty much dead stop. Um, And then the race continues. I thought the wind was going to blow my contact out. It was that windy. I remember like closing my eyes really hard. Like, Oh my gosh, my contact's going to fly out and I'm not going to see anything. (laughs) I'm not going to see this cool experience. Um, but the contact did stay in, but people's like hats. I chose not to wear a hat because I knew it was going to fall out. They like kept trying to pull them down. And, um, and the crowds were wild and I had awesome family and friends who had come down And I remember thinking like, I am, I didn't even cross my mind until in the race, I'm not even going to hear them. Like, I'm going to have no idea where they are. Whereas most races, you can hear them even at, uh, grandma's grandma's, through all the crowd. I was like, there's, there's no way. And I remember I finally heard one of my friends who was a PT out in Utah he had flown all the way from Utah to come cheer me on bless his heart. I heard him say, 
it was kind of a, finally the crowd started to be not five and six deep on either side. It was just like one, one deep on each side. <laughs> and I'm like, go Libby. I was like, oh my gosh, there's Charlie. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, no, I really do think I will see the people who came to cheer me on, which I thought was really important. Um, big Hills. Yep. I'm, I'm, I went out, I thought conservatively, I was, I was very in the back. I was in yeah. the back. Um, it's a three lap course. Mm-hmm. So anyone who doesn't know the trials, they did it in like kind of an eight mile loop. Right. And then on the last mile, they added on an extra two miles. So my game plan going in was take it easy. The first loop, second loop, just, you know, work your way up a little bit. Like as you're able to like go a little See harder and then the last yeah. loop, give it everything you got. And I stuck with that game plan and it worked out really well going into the race. I was, I was ranked with my bib number 299. Okay. So I was, and you were what? 143? 134th. I ended up finishing 134th. So I was like, and 245, right? Yeah. And I ran like a 245 something. I don't know what it was. Right. Right. But But, I mean, a, a minute and change slower than your PR. And this on course, that course and the wind, yeah. it was, it was brutal. Thankfully the crowds were amazing because they like pushed you on and just all the runners around me were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really good. So by the second lap around, I had kind of seen where family and friends were. And on the second lap around, that's when I started really picking off people, yeah. just picking off, picking off, picking off. And that's where I race. I would say I usually race a little more conservatively at the beginning. And uh-huh. then I like pick off people yeah. and then whatever I have left, I have left. Yeah. And so the last loop, I'm still, I'm still picking off people that last loop, but by this point, people are more spread out. So it's a right. lot harder to pick off people. Um, and on the back side, there's a part on the course where they bring you out, which was so cool to, was it the 96 Olympic yep. torch? Mm-hmm. They had the torch lit up, which was awesome. So we end up going down to the, to the, this little out and back section, right, just this right. extra two miles that they give you. And it was so it, like the whole course was hilly, but this was especially hilly and literally like nobody was there cheering. <laughs> and this was like mile 22 and 23, like right, 24, right. like the hardest miles and right. when you need it the most, I was super happy because my sister and brother had actually moved to that part of the course. So I got to see him. And so that was awesome. So I did hear them cheer, but it was, and then you come down at the very end and there was tons of people and it was painful and it was beautiful and it was awesome the end. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me for five hours. <laughs> no, no, this is great. So you finish you, what, what, you know, what was there? What, what met you at the finish? What was, what, what was the greeting party? Was it, you go into a tent, you get your, your bag, you go to your hotel or was there, what was, what was happening at the finish? The finish was interesting because they, because there were so, and it was smart that Atlanta did this because there were so many people and so many runners, they knew that there'd be a lot of family and friends wanting to get to them. So they were really specific on not, I was only allowed to have two 
two passes ah, okay. for people okay. to get into like an inner part of gotcha. near the finish line. Um, and so I gave it to my husband and maybe I got three, my husband and my parents. Gotcha. Um, and so I get done, I get through, I get my bag, I get my stuff. Well, I see them before I go get my bag. Yeah. And so then it's trying to figure out how do I get back to see everybody <laughs> yeah. because they had it so well blocked off that, you know, and I mean, like physically blocked off with gates yeah. and fences and, and then also any type of little teeny opening, there's like guards there <laughs> so right, like you right. can't get through. Um, but I was able to somehow make it back and find family. And then we went out to the further part so I could see more family and friends. And after that, I was just kind of enjoying the moment, taking yeah. some pictures. That was the only time where I could be kind of close to there was like Olympic rings yeah. that yep. you could like stand on and get your yep. picture taken. So I was actually able to get like that. Not that I made the Olympics, but it was still fun. So I got my like yeah. picture there. Uh, everyone was doing it. So I did it. <laughs> so uh, we, we did that. And um, then family, we went and got pizza. <laughs> <laughs> We went back to my, my, my one family member's hotel and we, we got pizza and, um, and just enjoyed it. Just enjoyed, enjoyed the it. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple young nieces and nephews, so they got to like play in the pool. So that was nice. And we, we ate pizza. <laughs> that was probably the most exciting thing for those nieces and nephews. Oh, we got to play in the pool. The, probably, but my oldest niece that went, she probably would have been eight at that time. Okay. I remember finding them on the course on the second lap and okay. thinking like, okay, this is like a big moment for her. She's going to remember it. Yeah. So on the third lap, I memorized where they were and, and I wanted to make sure they didn't miss me. So as I got to where they were, I like put my hands up in the air and like, was like pumping both yeah. my fists. So I look like a psycho, but <laughs> They saw me and I remember her specifically seeing me and like with her sign, like she didn't miss me. And so like, I That's remember thinking great. like, she's going to see her aunt and like, think like, you know what? Dreams are possible, girlfriend. Right. Like, got this. Like, yeah. So I remember like those thoughts specifically going through my head during the race, like wanting to make sure that, that I acknowledged the people that were there and that they Absolutely. could see me and see that I saw them Yeah. because without that support, like without, you know, without friends, coaches, family, like yeah. I couldn't have gotten there. Right. And so right. trying to make sure that I like, you know, put it all out and made sure that they saw me like wave or thumbs up or whatever it might be. No. And I think you, and, and this is, this is what, this is one of the main reasons why I was really excited. Well, why I wanted to track down, track you down and talk with you because each one of those athletes, whether you're, um, Des or uh, Molly, I, um, I can't remember. Sarah last Hall, anybody. Anybody. They all took the same trajectory to get there. Yeah. They, they put in the miles, they ran, they had a support system that supported them. They had their own adversities. They had, and, and, and that's something we can all relate to. And I think it's great to have the opportunity to talk with you for you to share that story. Yeah. So that other, uh, so that people realize, you know, there's, yeah, there were 500 women that qualified and you said about 400 that actually ran. 
I think it was around 400. Yeah. Just and over. some of them just had babies. Some of them are mm-hmm. breastfeeding in the tent. Some yeah. of them, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. So, and that's the, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that I've tried to like really tell people like whatever their goals are, like, like, don't let things stop you. Don't make excuses. Like keep, keep going for it. Like you just don't know, you don't know unless you give it everything and you don't know until you stop and then you never know. Right. So like, if that's the biggest thing that you can motivate one or two people or whatever, or even just create bigger connections. Like I did get, even though I was at the kid at the table who like didn't go and say hi to anybody, there were people who came up to me. And so I did make connections that I didn't have before. And now I get to follow them on Instagram and like cheer them on in their next race. Or now MK is doing like, she's doing like ultras out in California and stuff or Nevada and like, you know, so it's just neat making those connections with people. So what's next? for Elizabeth. Yeah. Well, I had all these plans last year. I was going (laughs) to do like these amazing, all these PRs. Um, everything got canceled. Thankfully I did have a coach and she has a little club. We did do a 5k time trial on the track last fall. Okay. I hadn't run a 5k on the track since (laughs) my, it was literally the last race I ever ran in track was a 5k on the track. Um, at a conference meet, I wore the wrong shoes. I, it was rainy and I didn't put spikes in and I just remember slipping everywhere. And so I ran a 5k this last fall. Okay. Smashed my PR and And I'm like way older, (laughs) like 34. No, I was, yeah. And what was it? And what's, what's the PR now? Now PR is now 1709. Very nice. So you know what I'm going for now? Oh, sub 17. Sub 17, right? I mean, nine seconds. (laughs) But um, I actually was down in Atlanta not that long ago. Um, I raced the half down there. Which one? Um, The Atlanta half marathon. Oh, the one that would have, the the one that happened after the trials. Because there's a- The one that just happened last month. Um, They held it at the Speedway. Right, right. Because they were trying to- that was my cool. first like official race back. And once again, and that's why did you PR? That's why I love the Atlanta track club because yeah. I knew they put on a great race. Yeah. For the trials. I knew it was going to be pricey to fly down and do a half marathon for yeah. like with them. But when I contacted the race director and he said, no, it, it's going to happen. I also knew I could trust that. Like it is yeah. going to happen. I'm right. not going to train through a Midwest winter, right? <laughs> which is awful <laughs> just to have the race canceled. Right. So I did a half, um, at the end of February. Okay. Didn't go as planned. Okay. D- brushed some dust. Right. Off, right. Like, Got to remove some marathon. cobwebs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I raced last weekend oh, Okay. Um, down in Indianapolis, the Carmel half. Marathon. Okay. Okay. That one was what I wanted to happen in Atlanta. At Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I took and that was a half you said? half again. I took a minute and a half off my PR. Nice. So, um, I guess I'm still getting faster. So that's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to do, I didn't want to do another marathon until they opened up, um, the standards. Oh, okay. Just cause I know how much marathons take on your legs. So usually they open the standards like a year and a half after the trials. Mm -hmm. 
So usually it's in September. So of this, it would be September of this, this year. September. Yeah. So this, that's usual. So hopefully, I mean, I don't know, they might change things. <laughs> hopefully that's when we find out what the standards are going to be. I'm going to guess they're going to lower the females. I really hope they don't lower the guys much because I'd like to see the playing fields. Yeah. A little like, I don't want to see the guys playing field go down anymore. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. I, I think it's benefit beneficial to have it like a little more attainable right, right? because they already were lopsided this last year. And so I can see why they might want to bring the women's down, but I hope they don't bring the men's down very much if they do. Um, so Chicago, I'm finally going to get to run Chicago. <laughs> that is my next marathon. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the big one I'll be training for. Chicago 2021. Yeah. And this, and, and this, well, and the fall, well, I think it will, I think the fall training, the fall marathon schedule this year is crazy. It is. Chicago is the 10th and then Boston is the 11th and then New York, I believe is still this around the same time around the 7th or something of no, November. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, then, I think did they move London? Tokyo <laughs> that in the fall? Yeah. I there was a schedule of the, of the rescheduled marathon, the, the marathon schedule that I was, I had pulled it up and now I, I don't know where I put it on my computer, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like compact. And I've got a couple athletes that run Boston and then that was postponed and now it's been moved. So, and then they yeah. were going to run Chicago, but <gasps> last year they would have had, you know, six maybe, months. But yeah. Six months. No, it's gonna be like a day. Like, are they are they gonna try to double? I don't know. I don't. Not sure yet. We haven't had that discussion. <laughs> because I mean, I know some people used to do like Boston yeah. and then fly out and do the one in San Francisco. I mean, it's been done. Yeah, it's I, it's it's probably more. Don't know if that's my cup of tea, but log, for it's a memory, more, yeah, it's more logistics. Yeah. Thankfully, the flight. Like, if you were to run Chicago and then. Be, you, you'd, be, you'd be able to get a late enough flight to get to Boston at a decent hour. And then, you know, yeah, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, that's exciting that you're going to run Chicago. That's, you know, my favorite, that's my hometown course. And I think you're going to love it. And I, and I would expect given how you, you've lowered your time that you're going to get an, an even faster time. I, I would love I would love to go six minute pace. And I think, I think it's attainable. Um, the half I ran, I was five fifty three, and I felt pretty good the whole yeah. time. So I feel like on a good day at Chicago and with another six months and with only minor injuries, yeah. cause you know, it's going to happen <laughs> like a couple little minor ones. I think a six, I think it's a, I think an average six minute pace. So like, you know, a two thirty sevens ish. I think, you know, on a good day, I think if things align, right. I don't, I definitely know it's in me and that's, that's, that's exciting. I'm and it would, I'd love to do it at Chicago. Cause I, I mean, mean come you know, on. I lived there for a while. Right. 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 Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, it, I'm looking at the time. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me on. Oh my gosh. This was fantastic. Um, I really thank you for sharing your story. I think it's important for people to, I mean, we, obviously we, we want to know about what's happening at the front of the pack. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and hey, you could be in the front of the pack in the future. And I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against you. And I think it's important for folks, just like it was important for you to, for your niece to see you. I think it's important yeah. to hear your story and hear what it takes to stand at the foot of the mountain, look up and go, it's scary, but you know what? It's, it's, it's attainable. Yeah. Let's start it. Why yeah. not find out Why if not? you get halfway up and you never make it over? Well, at least you got a better view, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Halfway up the mountain, look around. It's a better view than at the bottom. So amen to that. So what? <laughs> there, there's, there's so much more that I would love to be able to chat with you about, but I'm sure you've got other more important things to do. Um, but tell and me, I'm sure what... your three listeners are sleeping by now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> probably <laughs> they're like Libby doesn't stop talking. <laughs> no, no, this has been great. Where can we find you? Like, are you on? So I know you're on social media, but what, what's the handle? So if folks yeah. want to follow you and check you out, um, Libby Bigelow on Instagram, on Instagram. Yep. Okay. I do Instagram and that's pretty much it. I'm not a Twitter. Like I said, when I was getting on, when we first got on, I know some people, I don't know if you're recording at that point, but I'm not good at technology. So you no, know, I think I did get that part. You did get that part. So yeah, I have for Instagram your age, right? And <laughs> 85 year old at heart. <laughs> and I do have Facebook because I mean, you could probably yeah. just search, but no Twitter, just Instagram, but and then, be, and, and then it's underscore Bigelow underscore. And then does Red Cedar Running have a social yes. media presence? Okay. They do. Yeah. Red Cedar Elite is on Instagram. Okay. Um, and she's, she's awesome. She loves to support other groups, other, other teams, other people like, so yeah, follow them too. They're great. Yeah. And I'll, I'll include all this in the, in the, in the notes so that when I, when I post it, people can, can go to it and see, Oh yeah. And connect with you guys. So, um, let me make sure. Oh, and, and you were recently, uh, named uh, head coach for the Great Lakes Christian College <laughs> Crusaders cross country and track team, right? This is true. If you know any high schoolers who okay. want to run, I was just hired like two, well, January. Okay. And so as you Not can that imagine, long ago. <laughs> at that point in the year, everybody already knows where they want to go. Right, right. So you're so still recruiting. Anybody doesn't know, I am openly recruiting. I would love to have you on my team <laughs> or at least talk to you because maybe right. you don't want to be with me. So <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> well, I will definitely point people in your direction, Libby. Thank you so That'd much for great. sharing your story. This is fantastic. It's inspirational and, um, and just tell Ryan to have that IT looked at. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> no, he, he needs to. Thank you. I really appreciate you having yeah. me in here. Thank you for like pumping up the running community and the endurance community. I listened to some of those podcasts and oh, it's God. really okay. neat. No, it's <laughs> awesome. At first I was like, he only has women. I was like, that's kind of cool, but kind of weird. And then I was listening <laughs> to one of them and it was, like, <laughs> and you were like, and I forget what you said. You were like, I really wanted to kind of focus and have right, like right. You know, awesome females for my first kind of group of people. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. I really like it. Um, so thank you. Well, thank just, you for- just so that you don't think I'm some creepy old man. No, not at all. <laughs> that I've, I, I, I just completed, um, uh, yesterday, uh, a, a, a chat with, a with a race director who is putting together a gravel race here in Fitzgerald, Georgia. So that's going to be going up. And a then, gravel bike race? 
Yeah, the you know how gravel race bike. Yeah, my husband cool. loves. Oh, does he? His gravel bike. Yeah. I just got a gravel bike like last year. I love See? it too, but I'm really slow, not competitive at all. Yeah. So oh. this guy. So so that one. That as soon as I'm done here, I've got to do a couple things to edit the post, and then it's going to go up. And you know, he is very self-deprecating, very funny, and he's like, you know. I'm just here in my little town and all these gravel races are happening in these little towns. Why can't I do it? And he's a high school cross country. He's a high school teacher, high school okay. cross country coach. And he's just like, I'm going to put this together. The wild chicken 100 and wild chicken. I'm writing yeah. that down. Yeah. And, uh, and they're on Facebook. So definitely check it out. But anyway, okay. so, so he's a dude. So awesome. <laughs> and then, and then, um, yeah, so, so, so there's more coming down the line. It just happened that March was Women's History Month and I wanted, and it just worked out that all these, you know, ladies that are doing cool things, all these interviews happened in March. So I'm like, okay. That was cool. That yeah. was neat. Yeah. That was cool. And I was like, I get it. It makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, Libby, thank you very yeah, much. And you. I will let you know when this goes. Uh, I'm, so kind of the thematic part of, of how I'm trying to approach this is that an, another good friend of mine who's a marathoner and she worked really hard to get sub three and, you know, she's, she's, keep going girl. She's, she's much older and she's, you know, mom and career and balancing all that. And she's wonderful. So I'm trying to get her schedule. So we do, you know, it, it's kind of women in marathoning or just marathoning and balance and all that good stuff. So I'm, Oh man, I, I want to listen to that one. For yeah. Sure. So if I, if I, if I get it all aligned, what, what, what I'm, what I'm trying, what, what I'm finding is difficult is just getting everybody's schedules aligning so you can do the interview and edit it, put it up so that it's all kind of consistent. Yeah. And what it may turn out to be is I'm like, I'm going to screw the thematic part of it and just going to throw them up when, when they're done. And, and it's not going to take anything away, but I just kind of like the structure of the, yeah, you, you got to go on with some type of, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> right. It just that makes happened. sense. Awesome. Well, thank right. you so much again. I yeah, really no, thank you. That. And like I said, I'll let you know when it goes up and, uh, and, uh, and we, I'm going to stay in touch because I want to know how the training's going and how Chicago ends up. I know it'll be exciting. Yeah. We'll have to see. All oh, right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Thanks awesome. Libby. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,